Wednesday edition of the Drew and KB Show without Drew or KB. As we hit the uh, almost halfway point, Doug Russell and Chuck Freeman in for the next three hours. Back for day number three. Freeman, it's good to see you. Hey, you know what? It's great waking up in the morning and looking at your first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. I always check my phone to see what the temperature is. And I had to do it like a triple check. I was like, oh, this can't be right. It was 47 degrees when I woke up at you know three this morning. You didn't watch our friend the uh, big wet spot. Uh, Baden? Yeah. No. Too busy watching Wisconsin getting it done last night against Indiana. It was a late one. So no, oh, I, I know was I was that. here. Yeah, I, I no, did the post game show. Remember? So, no, I was. Uh, you know, I was watching. Yeah, I was watching that last night. So uh, no, I didn't. Uh, did not catch local news, which I love doing. I you know, I usually catch the early news, which I didn't as well yesterday. But um, no, I just uh, you know it's a wonderful day because I have in my parking lot um, in this house that we just moved into. Um, I've had thick chunks of ice because when we moved in the people who well, a, we're the first people in that house actually it's a new house so um but the builders nobody chopped up the ice at all the ice was just a big thick layer right over the driveway i'm like i'm not going to go out there and get that done in 10 degree weather there's hardly going to be anybody on this driveway i'm waiting for the nice warm day so i'm hoping when i get home you know this 47 degree day would take care of that and uh you know those icebergs will be out of there I have almost no sunshine that shines onto my driveway. Oh, that's not good. So the neighbors get it all. And the neighbor across the street from us, Mm -hmm. his driveway, the Millers, their driveway is always, it's a thing of beauty. Mm -hmm. And then our janky driveway, which only gets shade. It only gets sunlight for like just a little tiny sliver. And that's about it. And we have an incline and it's a wider driveway. So I use probably more salt than anybody in our on our street. Mm-hmm. I probably spend more on gas for the snowblower than anybody on the street. I probably shovel more than anybody on our street. It's maddening, and they don't tell you that when you buy your house. We closed on July second, whenever we whatever year we bought the house. Uh-huh. So you don't think about that. Yeah, I don't like using that salt. I I don't. I try to refrain from that as much as possible. I just don't like using it. I don't like the look of it on the ground. I just all that white after. I don't like that on my uh, on my asphalt or whatever it is. My my yeah, concrete. Well. So I, from what I remember, correct me if I'm wrong with you, Doug. You like you are very proud of your landscape, the mojab, the yeah. And I thought maybe the the driveway. I think my. Do I have that right on you? You do. I'm okay. not. I'm not Lance Thanks. Allen, Vince Vitrano crazy like those guys. Oh, both guys. Both, okay, they're lawn crazy. No kidding. We know about if you're in the if you live in Milwaukee, you know about TMJ 4s Lance Allen mm-hmm. and Vince Vitrano, the morning show guy who's going to go start doing radio in a couple of weeks. They have what they call lawn wars every summer. Mm-hmm. They will post like on Twitter going back and forth on who has the nicer stripes who has any you know crabgrass or anything like that i mean they're maniacal about it and they're the same way about the driveways but i do like to have a nice clean driveway i like to have a nice lawn too and yes i will tweet about it i'll crow about it a mm-hmm. little bit and because i feel like i work so hard to get that driveway as pristine as i possibly can given the lack of sunlight that my driveway gets, yeah, I'm going to be proud about that. As far as the ice, the salt to put down on the driveway, you've got one of two choices. Because I have an incline, you can either slide all over the place. Your car can slide out into the street. It's a court, so it's not a busy street. But I don't want my car sliding anywhere. Or if you're walking up the driveway, you can fall and slip on your ass and break your tailbone and then sue me. So I will then put out more salt than... Probably anybody else 
on our street just to avoid that because I don't want anybody slipping and falling on my driveway or on my walk. Well, here's the deal about Lawn Guy, uh, who's really proud of Lawn. Um, Like on a Saturday afternoon, I'll be driving through the neighborhood on my way to the, the golf course, and I'll see these people in the backyard just busting their tail. You know, from the time we get groceries in the morning, maybe on a Saturday till mm-hmm. the afternoon, I'm just out there. And I'm like, man, these people are out there in June, July, and August, yeah. and their lawn looks so pristine. But then what happens come October? It looks bad again. Not any better than mine because there's snow on it. There's, there's, well, there's yeah, awful. Well, but, but do you not take any pride in your lawn? Do, well, you, do, you, do you mow your lawn? Well, or here's, do you have somebody? Well, no. Here's the deal, Russ. For most of my adult life... I've lived in a condo or I lived in an apartment, so I haven't had to worry about it. Okay. But now, we first of all, we have to have a lawn put in with this new house. Oh, and, you don't even have a lawn yet? Well, no. It's, well, we just built the thing. It okay. just finished in December or January. Oh, okay. I got you. So, um, you know, you got to put the lawn. You can't move, put a lawn in January. So, um, True. But I know uh, it's a nice neighborhood that, uh, you know, Freems is going to be out there. You know, getting get it done and trying to make it look because you got to keep up with the Joneses in this neighborhood. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> I, I resisted it for years, though, too, because I lived in apartments. I lived in condos. I, you mm-hmm. remember when I moved back to Milwaukee? I lived yeah. in a downtown Milwaukee condo. Yes. I lived in an apartment building in Chicago when I was down there for many years. And this is my first house where I have my own lawn, where mm-hmm. I have my own sidewalk and driveway. Okay. And I, I, I kind of dig it. You do like, now, is it yeah. a house or a condo? You live no, in? it's a house. You live in a house. Single okay. family house. All right. Um, well, like where I am, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've forever, like I said, I lived in a condo and I had to worry about shoveling. So like last weekend, you know, we had two inches of snow. I haven't bought a snowblower yet. I haven't bought one because we haven't had a bad snow. And I'm thinking, I'm just, I just want <laughs> to get, get one sooner rather than later. I know, Russ, we've been living in this house for a month and I'm just trying to get to the finish line of winter without having to get it on clearance. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just or to get 10 inches of snow where I'm going to have to, you know, eventually give in. But I've been, you know, moving the snow with, you know, an inch or two, you can do it yeah. out there. And even like the other night, it took me 10 minutes to do the driveway with a shovel. I'm like, oh, man. This is the this is the beginning of the end with me having to do this stuff. I used to laugh at it because other guys in my neighborhood there have to do this. There are services if you really want somebody to do it. There there are companies that will come out and do it. They were, they are. Lomira, I'm sure there is. Um, but you know, then you got to pay them and all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll do it myself. Okay. We'll, we'll get the we'll get the lawn going. But it's just like I don't want to be. Here's the deal. On a Saturday or Sunday, I do not want to be on in my lawn, on my lawn, doing stuff around the yard all day. Okay. That is not me. Can I give you the flip side to that? Yes. It's time for you. It's Freem's time. You put on a pair of headphones, mm-hmm. and I've, you go to any hardware store. Go to Ace or, hell, I think you can even get them at Walmart or any place like that. You get these headphones uh-huh. that will connect like Bluetooth to sure. your phone, and you can put in all the Ronnie Millsap, all the Ario <laughs> Speedwagon, all the Night Ranger, all the Mr. Mister that you could possibly want, mm-hmm. and it's Freem's time. For however long you think it's going to do your lawn, it takes me about an hour to do my lawn, and that includes the trim. So I have a push lawnmower, which is fine. It's my weekly workout. Uh, I appreciate that weekly workout. And then I have a, a trimmer to, to go around and get all the edges and whatnot. But I put on that head, those headphones, and it's Doug time. But and it's Freeb's time every other hour of the day anyway. No, it's Freeb's and Shannon time. Well, yes, which is fine. 
Yes. I understand. Frames of Shannon time. I don't that's need to, wonderful. But sometimes frames time. Sometimes frames just needs frames time. So you think? So once in a while you need to get away from the wife. I think once in a while everybody needs to get away from everybody. Okay. Erica needs Erica time. Trust, Does she? Trust me. <laughs> I don't know if Shannon needs a way to be away from frames. Uh, well, I believe she does. <laughs> she just won't say I, it. I think I've met her once or twice, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. I think having known you for, how long have I known you? 25, 30 years? 30 years yeah, yeah. Everybody needs a little time away, I have to say, uh, yeah. from each other. All right. Well, um, speaking of which. But I would find other ways to do it, like not in the lawn. I'd go to the dry golf course. You know, that's the, that would be she my golf? time. Oh, she's an amazing golfer, yeah. Okay, so that's not frames time. What I'm talking about is you have to embrace just for doing the lawn to just have some time by yourself. Okay. Trust me. You'll come to appreciate it. It's only an hour. It's not like you're... And you're... Oh, I think our long is going to be longer. It's about like two hours, probably. Okay, so it's two yard. hours. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. it'll be two hours. Yeah. Great. Even yeah. better. But pulling weeds and doing all that other stuff. Sure. And, oh, I'm just not, just, Doug, I'm not looking forward to it. I wasn't either until I started doing it. I'm like, you know what? I kind of dig. Well, no. I'm kind of digging my Saturday afternoon Doug time. Oh, okay. But um, the the deal is, I bet you after you're done and it looks beautiful, that's when you're you feel great. Oh my God, I have such a level of satisfaction you uh-huh. couldn't you can't even imagine. But beforehand, you're probably are you dreading it? Saying, oh God, I'm just hating life right now. Yeah, but about do this. ten minutes in, I'm good. Okay, ten minutes in after you do a couple of passes, you start to get your patterns down. Okay, now do you have a push or a rider? Push. All right, it's my workout. Yeah. Okay. My Saturday afternoon workout. All right. So. My lawn's not, I mean, it's not huge, so it's not big enough. I don't, for me to justify having a riding lawnmower, mm-hmm. I feel silly on it. I don't know if any, well, that's yeah. not true. We got a couple of days. I do the push. I don't, I don't mind doing I the don't push. Mind, I don't mind the push. And then with the uh, snowblower, you know, I've got the full overalls. I've got the snow boots. I've got mm-hmm. it all. I'm mm-hmm. not cold out there. I put on the same headphones and I listen to the same do you podcast have to, do you have a sidewalk radio. too? Yeah, I got a sidewalk okay. too. Yeah, we don't got have a nice side. long sidewalk. I, I live on a cul-de-sac. So. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Oh, um, man. All spin right. that sucker around a couple yeah. times. Trust me, you'll come to appreciate it. You may not think about oh, it right now, I, I, but at boy. some point, you will come to appreciate it. I would love time. to believe you on and that. So Shannon. I would love to believe you that, and I would love to take your word on that, but I just, I know me, and I know right now, I'm going in there with a bad attitude about doing lawn work or you know all this uh that comes with owning a house but cuz for most again for most of my adult life I've had a free pass on all that stuff oh, cuz sure. I lived in a house so did I so did I mm-hmm. I didn't have my first single family standalone house until I was 42 43 or something like that I mm-hmm. lived in condos lived in apartments yeah I'm like me yeah so yeah. somebody else got to take care of it but now Not you know and I come from a family of farmers too so this is the closest thing that I'm ever going to come to, like, riding a combine you or do? something like in that. You do? In Waukesha? Oh, no. My dad's from Nebraska. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. All right. And all my right. wife's family is from Ohio. They got a big farm out in Ohio. Oh, all right. So I come from a family of farmers, mm-hmm. and I'm never going to drive a tractor. I'm never going to drive a combine. But I think it's cool <laughs> when I drive down these roads, and these guys are on these huge pieces of machinery. So it's kind of the way that I channel that. Well, I do live near a cornfield. There's a cornfield right next to us. And I'm thinking, you know, that. hey, I'll tell you, hey, big fella, why don't you bring that tractor over here and get, get, get it done over here and I'll slip you a 10? Yeah, there you go. Well, let's see. From the, I don't know where the 984 is. Do you know where that is? There a 984? I don't know. No. 984? I've got an out-of-state phone number, too, from when I lived in Illinois. Yeah, so. but 984, you normally we know these area codes. I know. That's why I asked you. I didn't know if there was something wow, I was missing. Uh, Chuck, mowing the lawn with your headphones on is the best. I'm not a lawn work guy at all, but Doug is right. 
Okay. Uh, this is from the 920. We know where that is, of course. Chuck, you need a riding lawnmower with a cup holder mounted on it. By the time that first beer gets below the neck, you'll understand. From the 608, Chuck, do not listen to him. Doug is smoking crack. Lawn stuff sucks. <laughs> okay, I like that. And uh, 94 is North Carolina. Oh, okay. Like Welcome to Wisconsin. Next time I cut the grass, I want it to be 1980 with the Kansas City Royals at Milwaukee Brewers on the radio. And when I'm done, $2 for my dad who says it doesn't look too bad. Well, see, that goes back. See, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I mowed the lawn. And it was for like three bucks. Yeah. So, and it was about in that same era, too. Well, that's what I got we to got look that. forward to. But I, 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 in the meantime, in the meantime, I'm, um, you know, just bide my time, hoping we're not going to get any big snowstorms going out there and we get a dusting and I got to, you know, take some of the dust off the, the driveway. I'm fine with it for now. Um, okay. But I'm just, like I said, I want to, because I want to go through the rest of the winter here without having a snowblower. In effect, I don't even know if I really want to buy one. A snowblower. I mean, because we get just all we have is a big driveway. driveway. Well, it's you know, it's average Give me a ballpark, average length. You know. Okay, so is it two wide, three wide? Mine's three wide. I would say th- oh, three wide. Yeah, you're going to want a snowblower. Yeah, trust me. I've been doing it with um, a couple of times with the regular. What kind of car do you have? You have a four wheel? Uh, no, Impala. Oh, you're going to want a, you're going to want a <laughs> snowblower. Yeah, trust me. Just trust well, me on this one. Well, you know, when you get up at three a.m. You hope that uh, you know. I probably have to cut. I probably have to do a little. Like cause I've used, to, I'm used to getting up early in the morning. Uh, Snow falls all the time. Snow falls at three a.m. It falls at seven. At but night. I feel it that it falls the most overnight. I don't know. That's a Mark Baden question. You're going to want a snowblower. Just trust me on this one. By the way, it's over. Oh man. Well, I've been trying to avoid the story. I know. I think we all have been. It's sad. It's sad that it is over. Uh, it's over between Aaron Rodgers and Shailene. Yeah. We found out this first from TMZ. TMZ, by the way, they do two things really well. They do celebrity breakups and they do celebrity deaths. Yeah. They're never wrong. And, you know, they don't hold any bones back. They'll just say, let's say, uh, pick, a, pick a celebrity who's passed Prince. away. Prince. They had it first. Is dead. Kobe. They had it first. But they just like, Prince they, is dead. Yeah, they just... Barf it right out there. Michael Jackson they had first, yes. too, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. all those years ago. They write, it's over between Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. The power couple has called off their engagement after less than two years together. The 38-year-old NFL MVP and actress have reportedly ended things for good months after they were rumored to have split. The couple started seeing each other shortly after the quarterback split from racing superstar Danica Patrick in July of 2020. Their engagement was announced in February of 2021, last year when Aaron won the MVP award. Rodgers credited the personal update with being one of the biggest highlights of his year. Rodgers and Woodley were inseparable for months, packing on PDA during trips to Disneyland and Mexico and Hawaii. Don't forget about their dalliance with Miles Teller and his wife. Yeah. Kelly or Kaylee where, or Where however. were they? Uh, they were like in mountains or something. There's some place in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Things got so serious between the two. Rodgers said in an interview in March of 2021, he was looking forward to parenthood with Woodley. I think it'd just be so fun, Roger said at the time. I've dreamt about what that would look like, and I'm really excited about the chapter whenever that comes. Woodley was nothing but supportive of Rogers as he faced criticism during his COVID-19 vaccine drama back in November. But talks of a split escalated back in December. Word is Rogers was getting cold feet and prioritized his football career with the report adding that Woodley felt neglected during the relationship. Yeah, it sounds like, according to People magazine, a source unnamed that they're quoting that uh, you know Shalane Shalene I should say Shailene. uh is um she 
basically wanted him to retire, and he put football ahead of her. And she well, was, good! And she was not having that. I'm glad, yes. Football over Shailene. Very good, Aaron. I like that. You're going to be retired for a lot longer than not. Now, it's, it sounds like, and I think this is a problem that's creeping into our country, because Republicans and Democrats have never been so split ever in our country. That's the truth. And yeah, you know, <laughs> come to Thanksgiving at the Russell household. Well, yeah, uh, and you know, at the where my Shannon's parents' house too, they're on one side, and you know, a couple of the kids are on the other side, and you know, politics never get brought up really. But I try to avoid it. Whenever it gets brought up, I just steer it to talking about Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. Okay, well, now I don't have that anymore. No, <laughs> oh, maybe maybe Aaron's next love, but apparently politics played a part into it. Um, I think we know what side Aaron is on, and Shailene, being an actress, we kind of know what probably good indication of what side she's on. And that was a problem, apparently. Um, they were spending, they're barely spending any time together. Sounds like Aaron needed to do his, maybe he was doing his lawn too much. Maybe too much lawn. <laughs> too much of the lawn? Yeah, maybe he's doing too much of the lawn and too much of the shoveling in Hobart. Um but yeah, it sounds like she didn't like Aaron prioritizing his career over her, and um, they agreed, they disagreed on a lot of things, and agreed to disagree about politics and not to discuss them. It's probably better that way. Sometimes yep. you can't discuss certain things. But they knew that going in. You would think, but that doesn't always. We knew going hold. in, but we knew going in. From afar, what side both them are them on? Now, is it important for you? I mean, if you were, I don't know if you and your young lady are on the same side, but is it important? I we think, don't agree on everything. On politics. Right. Okay. Yeah, we don't agree on everything. All right, see, Shannon and I do. Okay. We're, we're good in that area. So that's never a problem. Um, not that there is a problem, but there's that's a, never a problem. But I know, I think with you know my previouses, uh, that would have been an issue without a question. We try to not talk about it as much as possible Mm -hmm. because we do have some disagreements. That happens, though, sometimes in marriages when people have strong wills. And I have a strong will. She has a strong will. But I think politics, more so than ever today, like I said, is splitting, is is getting between couples. It's getting between everybody. It's getting between friends. It's getting between families. And yes, you're right. It's getting between couples. There's no question about it. And some people can handle it better than others. And they always say, well, they're not going to talk about it, but inevitably it's going to come up. And it probably was a problem here with uh, Aaron and Shailene. I'm not surprised. Like you said, and you're 100% right, we have never been more divided mm-hmm. about that particular aspect of life. Eddie from Stalis, he writes, I'm actually pretty happy for Aaron Rodgers. He needs a level head and no distractions ever since he's been dating these high-profile or mid-level celebrities. We can't get over that hump. All right, so the last three... The last three he's gotten serious with. Right. Now, I don't know what how the first two ended with Olivia and Danica. Right. Okay. Do, do you know any inkling or can we even speculate on that? I mean, you can speculate or on a lot of reports things. on it. They all seem to have come out of nowhere because we were all surprised by it. I don't think this one surprised as many as the first two because he's gushed about the other two. I mean, he would go to Bucks games, for example, with either Danica. I mean, I saw him arm in arm with. Both Danica mm-hmm. and Olivia at Bucks games, whether it was at the Bradley Center or at Pfizer Forum mm-hmm. over the years. When those breakups happened, they seemed to come out of left field. I don't know that this one came out of left field because 
it just showed up one day. And then, like you said, politically, we've kind of become more aware of where Aaron stands on a lot of political issues. And you're right. Most actresses spend any time in Hollywood go the other way. Yeah. That's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. That's not making a judgment on anybody. That's just kind of the fact of, of where we are right now. Very few actors are conservatives. Correct. Words, let's face it. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. So am I surprised? Especially when that story came out that said, well, we have some disagreements and we just we, we've agreed to not talk about them. But it seems like and we don't know, Aaron, other than the way, you know, how Does we, anybody. Well, yeah. But I mean, as far as um, on a personal level, we you know professionally, of course. But see, I guess he, it seemed like to me, this is my perception, that he gushed over Shailene more so than the other two. I remember at the NFL Honors, he won that MVP award, and he was gushing all over, I think it was Olivia at the time. Okay. Now, Danica, didn't she seem a little controlling? Well, she's a race car driver. Yeah. I mean, you she got to th- control your car. You got to tr- control your man. <laughs> I feel like she, well, you know, she wants, you know, she's kind of an alpha female. She wants to be in charge. And then maybe the Aaron just said, I don't mind an alpha female. Oh, I don't. No. No. Mm. You don't or you do? Don't. You don't mind an alpha female? No, I don't want an alpha female. Oh, that's what... Uh, I don't want a girl who's going to go out there and you were like saying change different spark things. plugs in our car. No. I would want that. Of course. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> no. One less thing I have to do. You know, my first wife, she drove a truck. And I, that should have been my first indication that I you know, should have gone on that road. I like a truck. Oh. I like uh, a good not, truck. Not with me. Well, not with, a fe- not with my significant other. That's just personal preference. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're finding out more about where Chuck... <laughs> Stands politically, I think, too, in all of this, if you want to read between the lines. I know. (laughs) Burke Griffin, I don't know where he stands politically. I've known him longer than I've known you. Yeah, we'll get back to this later. WFRV-TV sports director in Green Bay. We'll uh, ask him how they're handling the Aaron and Shailene breakup and whether or not Aaron's going to come back in 2022. He's got more time on his hands now. (laughs) It's the Drew and KB show without Drew or KB. They're in Mexico. I'm Doug Russell. He's Chuck Freeman. Stay with us. Again, it's the Drew and KB show without Drew or KB. They're in Mexico all this week. They're on from 9 until noon if you want to check out their show. But uh, they wanted to participate in their reindeer games, as they say. Hanging out by the pool. I don't know what they're doing right now, but it's 50 degrees almost here in Wisconsin. And we're missing another band of snow as the south gets pummeled. And Chuck Freeman, you get to avoid needing a snowplow for one more day. Anytime I get an alert on my phone and it says rain is coming in your area in a couple of minutes, I'm good with that. Let it rain. Yeah, because it, it melts all the snow. Uh, Nick and Theresa writes, by the way, yeah, you can hit us up on the talk and text line, 414-799-1973. Everyone forgets that Rogers dated local celeb Jessica Zor early in his career. I actually brought that up last week with Drew and KB. Who? Jessica Zor. She was, she's an actress. She's been in a bunch of movies. She's been in a million Local things. celebrity? Yeah, she's from Anomaly Falls. Never but heard she's of a Hollywood her. actress. She's she was in I think Gossip Girl. I okay. think is the, what was her big break? She was in the movie The Intern. She was or the internship. There was the intern and then there was the internship. The one with Vince Vaughn and Well, if you got a strain to think what movie she's in, she's not obviously very big. Oh no, she's a good actress. No, okay. she was in the last couple of seasons of Shameless as well. Never saw it. Okay. I don't I Didn't think Burke Griffin saw it. 
That's my guess, because Burke Griffin and I actually have a mutual friend who uh, also was in Shameless, who played Tommy, Michael Patrick McGill, the actor, and joining us on the program right now is the longtime sports director of WFRB Television in Green Bay, Burke Griffin. Hi, Burke. It'll take us back to the Titan TV days, babe. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, the pride of her scene. Sitting there, yeah, that's right. Both of us, uh, they don't call it the armpit of the state for nothing. There. <laughs> wow. Um, Come on now, I host, I host the Racine Hall of Fame every year. I, I can't, I can't say anything. I'm from no. Waukesha, so Waukesha's not bad. No. Hey, do you know? Did you watch Shameless? Do you know who I'm talking about with yes, Jessica Zor? Yes, I did, and I, and I had to quickly clarify that I had a roommate in college who was from Beloit, so he always said, "No, no, no, we're we're the armpit." And Racine's even a step up from us. So. Yeah, I'm sad for anyway. Racine. I'm sad when I drive in Racine. I'm sad for Racine for what it's, um, you know, the the direction it's going to. Closed businesses, the downtown. I, I'm just yeah. sad for Racine. It's rough, man. It's yep. rough. I have a few friends that are still here, and uh, they're they're surviving, mm-hmm. not quite thriving. So, so how? Are th- uh, but yes, you're, you're right. Michael Patrick McGill. You got to get the Patrick in there. Yes, he's just McGill to us. But yes, Michael Patrick right. McGill, who played Tommy for all ten seasons, all eleven seasons yep. of Shameless, uh, a co-host or a co-star, I should say, with Jessica Zor, who dated Aaron Rodgers. That wasn't a serious relationship. They were just together for a little while, but. They were still together. I didn't forget that when I actually brought that one up last week. So, Burke Griffin from WFRV-TV in Green Bay joining us. What's the buzz around Lambeau Field when it comes to the quarterback, when it comes to number 12? Is there an optimism up there that he's going to come back in 2022? Well, I think at this point, uh, you're not going to see him play for the Denver Broncos. (laughs) I mean, that was was the main landing spot, I, I think. We might have talked about this before, but um, between Pittsburgh, Indy, and Denver in the AFC, and then I know it's a wild one, but, you know, I mean, San Fran and Tampa Bay in the NFC, if he's really not going to go to a rebuild, those are about the only five places that you can look at and go, all right, they already have a quarterback. He doesn't go there. Up, oh, this team has a losing record. I mean, the Lions and Bears are rebuilding. They've obviously got, you know, they're tied up with their QB situation, money-wise with Kirk Cousins, young guy in Justin Fields. I think the the optimistic look for everyone here is pay him a one year, pay him an extension that gets him around forty-five million or whatever Patrick Mahomes is making. Uh, make it a two-year deal, whatever. Max out Devontae at twenty-eight. And then make a lot of changes to other spots on the roster in terms of the cap, which is what they're going to have to do. Guys like Kenny Clark and David Bakhtiari, you might want to have to rework their deals. It's just a bottom line. You're going to probably have to cut maybe both Zadarius and Preston Smith and see if they'll come back at a lower rate. Or do, you, do they want to ring or do they want to get paid? I mean, that's kind of where you're at if you're going to spend 70 to $75 million on just two players on your offense. You know, Berkey, I know you've been to a lot of press conferences over the years. Has anybody ever dared ask Aaron about his personal life and these relationships when they end? Has anybody ever just thought, because I, I, I'm surprised if it did happen, that the end, has anybody ever? I think after Olivia Munn, somebody did in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And you, man, if looks could kill, Oof. you got a dust. I mean, it was, I think, a three-word response. You know about my personal life. I don't talk about it. Or whatever, six signs. Six right, signs. sure. Um you know, and look, does that matter in how he played? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, a guy who is pretty much any athlete puts aside their personal life when they're playing the game of football. 
Um, I, I just don't see that as, oh, they must have had problems back a couple, you know, three weeks ago when they lost in, to San Francisco. No, they lost because San Fran was a smarter team that day um, and, and made less mistakes and exposed you know, the Packers in a couple of different areas, not only on special teams, as we all know by now, but I just don't think Rodgers is a guy who would mentally allow that to affect his play. You know what I'm saying by that? I mean, he, he was with Danica before, and he was with Olivia Munn, and, and, and he likes the high-profile uh, woman in his life. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, but he, he's been so personal. That's the crazy 180. He was so personal and so guarded with everything in his life up until last off season. And then we see like shirtless pictures hiking in the rainforest and, you know, maybe a little tipsy playing a guitar out in Hawaii. And he just was so visible, which nobody was used to. And then we seen all the stances that he's taken. No, I'm not going to get into the vaccine or not vaccine or, politics or his pinky toe that's another thing how did he break his toe i mean no does any he did it while he was off on covid protocol did he stub it did has he, has he ever addressed that either he just he when he doesn't want to talk about something it's out the window and the door is shut mm-hmm. is there a poll going on at all and perhaps maybe we could get one started if there's not about what actress is next or what potential <laughs> athlete is next he hasn't dated a singer yet are there any singers yeah, out there that he could date I have no idea. I have no idea. But I know, like, some of, some of the memes on the Internet are pretty funny. Uh, you know, hey, Rogers has always had a hard time finding that second ring. It goes above and beyond. I mean, it's the creativity. Twitter and social media is, like, again, it's the best and the worst all in one. And when it is the best, it's pretty funny. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the- the second ring, that's, that's a funny. that's a good one. Uh, you know, switching to Devontae Adams in a couple of weeks, and, uh, you know, there's going to be have to make a, a decision on him, whether they're going to franchise. We all know Devontae doesn't want the franchise tag. Where do you, what direction do you see that going? I could see them in uh, in a week or two here when, was it 22nd, I mm-hmm. believe? Uh, is it a week from yesterday or a week from today? Um Yes, I, I could see them putting the franchise tag on him only for convenience purposes and then working their way to a deal and then taking the tag off because they still have that option. Um, is he really worth $30 million? Again, this is the chicken or the egg question. Does De- Devontae become just a really good receiver with a different quarterback or is it the quarterback that has made him such a star in the league? We're seeing guys like uh, Jamar Chase in, in – there's a whole crop of new guys, Justin Jefferson, right on down the line, of guys working right on his heels. And do you want to invest more than one or two years in a wide receiver who's going to be 30-plus years old? Um, the wheels fall off fast in the NFL for, for defensive backs and wide receivers. I mean, when they, I mean, one day Donald Driver's great, and the next year he's 15 catches or whatever, and then he's gone. I mean, that's just the way it is at those positions because they are elite and there's nothing like fresh legs. And Devontae's on the tail end of his career. WFRV TV sports director Burke Griffin joining us from Green Bay. The Packers, as we all know, unlike any other franchise in professional sports, there is no owner. There's just a president, an executive committee. 
How much pressure, though, do you feel that Mark Murphy, the executive uh, committee, have? Because they don't have, you know, any pockets to line. Every dollar that they do make above and beyond anything that pays their own salaries or stipends or whatever they get for serving on the board of the Packers Corporation, it goes into the money room and it can be used for player personnel, it can be used for scouting, it can be used for stadium improvements, it can be used for a number of things. They've got this war chest. That's where the money goes, so it's not like it's lining anybody's pocket. How much pressure, though, do you feel that Murphy and the executive committee have to getting that 14th NFL championship while Aaron Rodgers is still there? You know, to be honest, Doug, I don't think there's a lot of pressure on those guys. You mentioned the the money side of things, and if you look at that board, Nobody on that board's hurting for cash. Let's put it this way. I mean, sure. it, even the big board of directors, where 140 people or whatever it is. I mean, it's the who's who of, of sports and business in the state of Wisconsin. I think the pressure really is on Matt Lafleur and, and Brian Gutekunst. I mean, those two guys right now have assembled three straight 13 win regular seasons, and they have NFC North titles to show for it but nothing else, not a Super Bowl appearance in the group. You go a fourth season with Rodgers and Devontae all in, as they say, and you push the limit of the cap to $215 million or $212 million or whatever it's going to end up being this year, and you do maybe restructure some of your, your big guys and cut some of the fat on the other side of the football uh, in terms of money and, lo- and, and not lost money, but money that can be spent elsewhere, I think it goes right to, to LaFleur and Goody. Uh, from here on out. I mean, you've seen what they can do in the regular season. I went back and looked at some of that playoff loss against San Francisco, and I just didn't see the offensive creativity, especially when you knew the elements were going to be crappy. It was raining and and half snowing, and and it just the conditions were awful for it. And I get it. A.J. Dillon went out with an injury on special teams with that busted rib. But the fact is you still had Aaron Jones there, and and we didn't – we saw Debo Samuel and, and, and what the Niners could do with create creativity on the offensive side, running the football. We've seen that the last three years. Jets, motions, misdirection. I just didn't see it. And, and, and at some point, people are going to start asking the question, can Matt LaFleur really truly win the big game? Well, that's exactly it because, uh, you know, he's reg- I've been calling a regular season Rodgers and LaFleur, same thing. I mean, these guys in the regular season, Burke, I mean, look fantastic. All the praise, you listen to the broadcast. I mean, we're all praising how great our coach uh, LaFleur gets. And it's a, it's a mystery now how three years in a row they get to the postseason and they can't get out of their own way. And now they can't even win a playoff game um, at home. Uh, it, it just. It's just amazing to me how, you know, like you said, 13 wins the last three years and nothing to show for it in the postseason. Right. Well, and, you know, this whole can Rodgers get you over the hump? Well, I don't think it's a Rodgers thing right now at this point. Um, yes, he's been pedestrian since the Super Bowl win in 2010 following the 2010 season. Mm-hmm. I think his record is like 7-10 and 10 overall. Now, it, wins and losses are technically not a quarterback stat, but you judge the great ones by how they perform on the biggest of stages. And that's where you have to start going, okay, is it is it Matt? Is it Aaron? Is it the play calling? What is it? We saw it, like again, we mentioned ad nauseum about how bad the special teams are. And, and that's why Rich Passaccio was brought in. But if you're not getting the right personnel either, it's that old X's and O's and Jimmy's and Joe's thing. You can have the greatest scheme ever, but if you don't have the right people 
that can execute it, it's going. It's all for naught. Well, I have a theory about the 13-win seasons. What's you that? look at how bad the rest of the division has been, maybe it's a smokescreen as to how good the Packers really are because they're piling up Ws when they play twice a year against the dregs of the NFC. Yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, Mike Zimmer uh, was the only one to beat the, the Packers in his tenure with the Vikings and did it twice. I mean, so then now you're look if you're banking on what four other wins every 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 year at least. Um, so if under the new 17 game system, four wins. I mean, you're looking at 12 and four no matter what. Um, just based on your division, if you go, you know, a, a decent record the rest of the way. But you're right, it, playing in a and it's not getting any better. I mean, Detroit's still a long ways away. And, and Chicago and Minnesota are going to be rebuilds and teardowns with a brand-new coach. Now, we have seen, though, with the right people and personnel this past year with the Rams bringing in Stafford, Bucks bringing in Brady the year before, it's getting pretty close to where a rebuild shouldn't take you two or three years if you've got a franchise quarterback. But even the Rams on, you know, to Doug's point, and I agree with him about the division, um, but the Rams came in here Thanksgiving weekend and they looked. The Packers made them look ordinary. You know, I mean, if you would have right. told me, if you would have told me after Thanksgiving weekend it'd be the Rams winning the World Championship, I'd be like, oh, are you kidding me with that team? No way. They got it done though. Well, and I, I think this, besides Robert Woods uh, going down with that knee injury, they weren't. They were pretty banged up in the midway point of the season, like a lot of clubs out there, mm-hmm. and they got healthy at the right time. And they started playing their better, best football toward the end there. And and once again, it just goes to show you, if you're the hottest team toward the end of the season, it doesn't really matter what you do unless you just get to the show, get to the playoffs, and see what happens from there. Well, this year we saw the Cardinals start the year seven and zero. What happened to them? They lost lost to Green Bay on that Thursday night game in October. Didn't play very well down the stretch, and they were you know bye bye the year before. I mean, the Steelers started out 11-0, and they were a first-round bounce in the playoffs. So, you know, the, the formula is get hot at the right time, make sure you've got enough healthy people in the right spots. We saw what happened out Bakhtiari last year. And I still, the, the offensive line, the, moving guys around the way they did was the dumbest thing they've ever done this year in the postseason. Josh Nyman was playing just fine at left tackle. If Bakhtiari couldn't go, and he had swelling on the knee, which we found out was a problem since October, apparently. Stick with what got you there. Instead, you're moving Turner over here. and move. It was just poor execution on their part. WFRV-TV Sports Director Burke Griffin, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us here on uh, the Drew and KB Show without Drew or KB. Appreciate the time. Stay warm up in Green Bay. But, again, we're not getting any snow here in Wisconsin, so I think you'll be fine. Um, by the yep. way... Freems is trying to get out of buying a snowblower. That's not a very good idea. He just bought his first house. So help, back me up on this. Well, see, I've got three kids, and the boys are big enough, so I have three shovels. And uh, that's worked well for the last three, three years for me. Now, I did see one at Home Depot the other day, and I'm like, you know what? We're going to get hit with a two-foot or two-foot snowstorm. I know it. And, and it's going to be on a day when they're not around, and I'm totally you know, out there by myself. But – I'm 50-50 on it. I got the, I got the kids, three of them that are, uh, you know, like I got a freshman and a sixth grader and a fourth grader, and I just say, get out there. All right, the boy. All right. I got to strap in. I'll put my 10-year-old to work then. Yeah, that's right. Put those kids to work, man. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, Burke. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, boys. Take care. Thanks, Burke. All right, there he goes, Burke Griffin.
from WFRV TV in Green Bay, longtime sports director at Channel Five, covering the Packers. Yeah, he's got three. He's got three strapping young boys that can get out there and shovel. You got yeah. a ten-year-old. I mean, the four, uh, the ten-year-old. Oh, he's got a ten-year-old like I do. It sounds like ten or eleven years old in fourth grade. Um, you know, he's the ten-year-old's going to complain like heck having to do it, but going to have to do it. Yeah. Get out there. You want to earn your keep? Yeah. Get out there. There's a shovel. I bought you the shovel. What more do you want? Yeah, I bought you the shovel. Um, you know, I bought you a couple of video games along the way. So go ahead. Yeah, get your ass out there. You want Madden 2022 <laughs> or the NBA 2K? Okay, get out there. I'm Doug Russell. He's Chuck Raven. Hit us up on the talk and text line 414-799-1973. We're in for Drew and KB. Stay with us. Drew and KB show rolls on without Drew or KB. Again, they're in Mexico all this week. They're on from 9 until noon, so you can check them out there. So that's what they're using, the podcast page. They have the Drew and KB podcast page. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got some inquiries like, well, where is this show going to be available via podcast? I just threw it up on my own podcast. So you can just search for the Doug Russell podcast and I just put it up there. Oh, people are inquiring about us. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. All right. right. Where can I hear it? I didn't hear it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. So that's just where I put it. You can just download it, same as you ever would. It's on the iHeartRadio app. So Appreciate all the... Uh the messages that we got on Twitter and all that this week for filling in. Yeah. You can uh, find Chuck at Chuck Freeman on Twitter. You can find me at Doug Russell on Twitter. It's pretty simple to find us. Easy. F R E I M U N D. And traditional spelling for me two S's, two L's, and R U and any but not in that order. I noticed something with you. You must have been the first Doug Russell, because Doug Russell, you know, you're not the only Doug Russell in the world. Correct. But you got. You didn't have to put any symbols, any numbers. Correct. It's just you were the first Doug Russell on Twitter. I was not, actually. So here's that how that story went, is that when I first got my Twitter handle or Twitter account, mm-hmm. I was not that early to the, to the game. Uh, it was 2009. Mm-hmm. I think it was because Wicket made me do it. He's like, you really need to be on this. Just trust me <laughs> on this. And I'm like, Wicket, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Former co-host of both of ours. And so I eventually did it, but at Doug Russell was taken, but it was taken by somebody who wasn't using it. He had tweeted once and just let it just sit there and didn't do anything with it. So I tweeted at him. I think my first, I forget what my first Twitter handle was. I think it was the frequency of the station and then my name. Mm-hmm. So just something like that. So I tweeted at him and said, look, if you're not going to use at Doug Russell, can I have it? And I heard nothing from him for about three years. So then it came up again somehow because my friend Will Carroll, who's at Injury Expert, he had tweeted something about how he couldn't get you know his name at Will Carroll on it. So that's why he went with Injury Expert. And then I tweeted, well, that's why I went with da 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 at da 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 Doug Russell mm-hmm. because just at Doug Russell, there's a squatter who has it. Well, that Doug Russell clapped back at me and said on Twitter. Well, if you wanted it, I would have just given it to you. You didn't have to, you know, call me out online. And I'm like, well, check your feed because I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And about ten minutes later, it's like, oh, yeah, I get, I, I, I guess you did. All right, you can have it. Oh, well, and he just let nice. me have it. There we go. Nice of him. It was, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was very nice yeah. of him to have it. And okay. I've had it. And I said I promised him I'd take good care of it. I just noticed it last night. I just noticed it last night that it was just uh, there was no numbers, nothing uh, in back of your name. And I thought, man, Russ was on here. 
pretty early. You know, I, I went back and I looked at the first like the first couple of things I tweeted back in what 2008 or 2009. I think I tweeted out like, "Well, I'm here at the Brewer game. I'm having um, pork chops today." <laughs> I mean, why would I do that? I mean, you're thinking you're on Facebook. You know, to ever go back and like to fi- you know, the first things you posted on Facebook or Twitter. God, they, not that we don't post dumb things now, but God, were we stupid? I mean, this whoa, whole social media thing. I don't know if it's going to last, but here it is. I'm I'm shocked. That social media has lasted as long as it has. I'm shocked that Facebook and Twitter have lasted as long as it has. I don't spend much time on Facebook anymore. Well, we keep eliminating people off Twitter. Not gonna be not gonna be anybody left. We well, keep canceling people off of there. But um, so, did you think something else was going to come along? In terms of what replacing social media, I just thought that we would evolve into something different. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how long TikTok is going to be around, but that's what the kids are into right now. Oh, I hate those videos. Sure, but. I don't know that it's going to last, but that's mm-hmm. what I said. That I didn't think that 180 characters or 100. And, what was the first iteration? Was it 180 characters? Because yeah. I know that they expanded. Right? 100, you're right. 140 characters. You're right. Absolutely. And then they expanded it to 280 characters. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't going to last. Who cares what celebrity X Y Z is going to think about and then put it out into the universe? And surely nobody's going to care what I put out into the universe. And then 12 years or however many years later, here we are. See, I think it's for comment. Like, like when I go on Twitter during, let's say, a Packer game, and I hear, oh, Aaron Rodgers dashes seven yards for a first down. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, wow, Aaron Rodgers. Really odd for him to, you know, make that play call there because, uh, you know, the Packers had fourth and long and he decided to throw it out, you know, whatever. I like to see commentary more than actual what's going on because I can see what's going on. Okay. Well, uh, that's why I try to give people something different yeah. during Packers games because everybody tweets the same nonsense with Packers games. Like you said, yeah. it's third and eight. The score is this, that, or the other thing. Yeah. I'll give you something. I'll give you something different. Give me some commentary. Give me some insight. I'll give you, I'll give you something. I don't yeah. know if it's going to be useful, <laughs> worthwhile commentary. I mean, if you want to throw a stat out there. But that, it's going to be something different. If you want to throw a stat that Roger says, you know, they completed his last 15 passes, that's fine. But, I mean, I don't want to hear what, you know. What the Packers did on third and eight, because I could see that. If there was a parade and nobody went to it, is it still a parade? Hmm. I don't know. There was a parade today. Not many people went to it, though. <laughs> we'll discuss coming up straight ahead. It's Doug and Chuck in for Drew and KB. Yes. So Two of the Drew and KB show rolls on. I'm Doug Russell. Chuck Freeman is alongside Drew and KB. If you're wondering where Drew and KB are, well, they're in Mexico. They'll be back in this time slot on Monday, but they're doing their show from 9 until noon this week, right after the Steve Zabin show, so they can, I don't know, what what do you do in Mexico when you've got to work right up until noon and then you've got the rest of the day off? Well, I take, a little, I take a little nap on the beach. Okay, I would do. I'd get some take, take a little nap on the beach. Sure, uh, do a little golfing, of course. Um, That's Zabe. Zabe, all, all he does is golf. You know, and I'd be right there with him. Okay, if I was out there, I'd be I don't, golfing. I don't right. like to golf on vacation. Not my, it's not no? my jam. No. Oh no, see, I like to go golfing. I like to golf on vacation. I like to make a, a vacation out of golfing. Yeah, to each their own. Yeah. So when you go, like, what would you? If you were out there, what would you be doing? What would you like to do? I like to, well, there's two types of vacations that we take. There's the lay-by-the-pool-slash-beach type mm-hmm. of vacation, and then there's the sightseeing, go hiking, take yeah. pictures vacation. So we do both. When we go to Scottsdale, we'll like take a day, uh, get out there a day or two early, and go up to the mountains and mm-hmm. 
go to uh, Tortilla Flats, just go, and then, you know, the rest of the time, you know, we're golfing, because that's what we like to do. Hey, you know, know, it's your vacation. You do whatever you want. And I love to golf. I really do. But it's it's honestly the last thing I want to do on vacation. Why is that? You can golf anywhere. Yeah, but not in the wintertime. True. You know, if we're going away in the wintertime out to, like, he's out there, like, Zayn's out there in paradise, you know. Man, chance to golf every day. Again, it's whatever you want to do on your vacation, and God bless you for what you want to do. I mean, because everybody's different, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. It's what we were talking about on Monday with the Super Bowl halftime show. If everybody liked the same thing, it'd be a really boring world. But one of the things that I really have gotten into over the last, I don't know, five or six years is I want to see as many national parks as I can. I want to mm-hmm. hike as many national park trails as I can. I want to take as many cool, unique pictures as I can. That's my ideal vacation right there, along with laying by the pool and or beach. There are some places in Wisconsin that I have not seen yet. I think we have a, just an amazing state. And, uh, you know, especially western Wisconsin, um, where I went to college out there, uh, there are, and, and there's some golf courses out there that we haven't uh, checked out yet, which we're going to. But uh, I think there's parts of Wisconsin, you know, instead of, you know, people like to go all over the world, I think there are some beautiful spots here in our state that I still have not checked out yet. I mean, we go to Door County every year. I love going up there. Okay. Um, Apostle you know, Islands are great. I haven't now. See, there the, you go. There's a golf course up there that I want to play. The National Seashore up. Yeah, at the top of the state. That's yeah. really cool as mm-hmm. well. I've been to 47 states though. I'm trying to get all 50 uh, sooner. Uh, hopefully, get all 50 of them down by this summer. See, I've not. There's two places I've not been. I've not been to Boston. Been to Boston. Never been to Boston uh, or Maine or you know the very eastern part of our country. Okay, you know I've been to New York, but I mean I've never been to Boston, Boston, Maine, and then I've not been the Big Sky Country like Wyoming. Oh, I've been to Colorado. That doesn't count. But I'm Montana, about, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, and somebody might say, "Well, you're not missing much," but I, you know, it's just oh, you are. Well, that's what I've heard too. Yeah, so I, you know, someday, someday, find some golf courses out there. Make sure <laughs> you got to take the clubs. Yeah, absolutely, you, you got to do whatever, whatever you can. But yeah, there's Glacier National Park up in uh, Montana, which mm-hmm. borders Canada, which is gorgeous. And then you've got uh, some national parks out in Washington State that I haven't seen yet. So we're going to take a trip to Washington this summer. So what's the fascination with the national parks? I don't know. We just got kind of on a jag on it when we went to Alaska because mm-hmm. we visited three national parks when we were out there. It's like, well, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So we yeah. saw Glacier Bay. We saw Wrangell St. Elias and then Denali National Parks out there. Then my cousin got married at Zion National Park in Utah. And then we took a day trip over to Bryce Canyon. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, there's 63 of these things. Let's see as many, uh, go to as many as we can get. Now, the hiking park, you know, the part which you talked about, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, that's where you, you lost me because we'll go out there uh, like the. Scottsdale and there's Camelback Mountain, and somebody people will ask, "Oh, did you, have, did you go up to the Cal?" No, we're not going to uh, hiking up the Camelback Mountain. No, neither one of us. Would. Not Camelbacks. That's nothing. You should go over to Sedona. They've got <laughs> oh, that's even tough. Yeah, a lot of hiking in Sedona, which no. is beautiful. And then you go if you want to keep going. There's Flagstaff. You've got Segura National Park. Yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stick Petrified to the golf courses. Forest National Park. You got the Grand Canyon. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? Grand I flew Canyon's over it beautiful. many times. Obviously, that's not the same. No, no, not the same. So you were telling me about a big parade that was in Los Angeles no, today. No, no, I talked to you about a parade that was in Los Angeles. <laughs> a big event that should have been a big parade. <laughs> well, okay, so we had a parade here in Milwaukee for the Bucks back in July, and I don't know how many people were here. They thought that there could be a million. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. I would say it was probably closer. It was in the hundreds of thousands, yeah. maybe half a million. But you couldn't move in downtown Milwaukee. It was packed, and it was a celebration. And you get to where they had 
the podium for Fiserv Forum, just outside of Fiserv Forum in that vacant lot that's just north of the arena. And there were people as far as the eye could see. That's what a parade is. Uh, return to Title Town. We've seen two of those mm-hmm. after Super Bowl 31 and then Super Bowl 45. We've talked about Super Bowl 31 a couple of times when the buses couldn't get to Lambeau Field because there were so many people that just wanted a piece of it. Maybe you couldn't get down to New Orleans. Uh, the players were all frozen because they didn't tell them that they were going to take the windows out of the bus. That's another story for another time. Mm-hmm. Get Leroy on that. A- ask him about that sometime. I'm still dumbfounded on that one. Yeah, uh, but it it was one of those celebrations that everybody just wanted to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And it was on a weekday. It was on a Monday. It was the day after the Super Bowl. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. In Los Angeles, I would characterize the parade as polite. Yeah, it sounds like... It's like, uh, hey, it's the buses going by, let's all wave, oh, yay. But, and, th- but, th- there, th- but there was, it just didn't seem like there was any enthusiasm or people, and then when there was some clapback on social media, we were talking about Twitter before, there was, there was some clapback on it, they were like, well, we have jobs. Yeah, you also have 15 million people that live in the area, too. But... Th- Russ, does this surprise you at all? I just here's what I get the impression of: they, you know, they win the Super Bowl championship, and then you know the people in LA just move on to the next thing. It's LA; they move on because they have so many things. It's like the same thing when you have those side to side pictures mm-hmm. uh, of Packers family night, and then on the same night, oftentimes the Bears will hold their family night. Yeah, and there's maybe four thousand fans at Soldier Field mm-hmm. versus sixty five thousand. At Lambeau Field, or however many they, many they cram in there. Packers fans, go go back to when Brett Favre had his uh, celebration to go into the Packers Hall of Fame, right? They sold tickets. Granted, they were only 4 bucks, and they went to charity. But 60,000 people showed up at Lambeau Field in July. They weren't part of what was going on in the atrium. They weren't part of the celebration inside uh, what was going on to induct Brett into the Packers Hall of Fame. They paid money. They took time out of their weekend. They drove to Lambeau Field. It had a game day atmosphere. 60,000 people showed up for Brett to walk out from the tunnel to midfield, answer a couple of questions from Lance Allen, say thank you, wave, and walk out. That's why I've always said man for man, pound for pound, Wisconsin, maybe the most passionate sports state around. Now, people are going to say Boston and New York. Okay. Right, well, and they've had good parades. Yes, I, I yes. can't. I can't hate on any Boston parade. But we're not as parade. big as them, as far as no. You're right. You know, we're, but you look. You look at what we do here in the state. You know, the NCAA tournament's coming to Pfizer Forum. Okay, first and second round. The, what, there's a reason why we get the tournament here every two or three years is because we'll sell the place out. Look on TV at some of these other. Look at look at Los Angeles when they have it or Chicago. There's nobody in the stands, but Milwaukee. You know, not only does Marquette do a fantastic job, but the place is sold out. I'm not going to crack on Chicago. Chicago's done a nice job, too. Okay. With, with the tournament. Okay. Well, you know, again. In, in fairness. Large enough city, they should. I agree. Look at the uh, the Ryder Cup. Look at the PGA. Look at the U.S. Open. Look at the big crowds we draw for that. Look how, uh, you know, how. Um, we turn out. We turn out. We turn out for everything. We support these big events that they come. They come here and, you know, Road America, whatever, anything. In the past, um, we've um, we've supported it. That's we have a, just an amazing, passionate sports state. You know, Madison, same thing. I remember I was a kid. You're a little bit older than me. Maybe you remember it a little bit better than I do. My dad was at the Brewers parade when they lost 
1982 World Series. They shut down Wisconsin Avenue for a ticker tape parade. Yeah, I, I was uh, and I was looking at pictures this past weekend from the '57 Milwaukee Braves. I have some pictures of that, and the same thing. You know, it was wall to wall downtown Milwaukee for that in '82. Yeah, they had a parade for losing, and, and then they went to the stadium. That's when Robin Yount did yep. the circle on the. And on there was the maybe there's maybe twenty thousand people at the stadium, if that, maybe fifteen thousand. Right. But still, they had lost. Again, yeah, <laughs> I keep <laughs> reminding they lost. They lost that World Series. Yeah. So, and, um, you know, you thought, okay, they, that was just kind of the warm-up for good things to come, <laughs> and it has not come back since, the World yeah, Series. Yeah. Um, but, That's you know, a shame. The, the, the parade, look, you look at Pfizer Forum, look at the, you know, from Pfizer Forum uh, for those playoff games. Yeah, the you, Deer District. Yeah, the whole district. You could look out the windows of Pfizer Forum, and just a, thousands of people that came out there to watch those games. In a pandemic, asses to elbows. Yes. I mean, that's another example about how, how terrific of a state we are. You know, people are all bandwagon. Who cares if you're a bandwagon jumper? You're going out there and support. You don't. You know what? If you're a bandwagon jumper of the Bucks, well, you know the Bucks haven't deserved a heck of a lot of support over the years because they've been lousy. I think every city is, to a certain extent, a front runner city yes. when it comes to their sports teams. Yes, there's one city that I can legitimately think of that never front run front ran their team. It's the Packers. Remember in the '70s and '80s. Lambeau Field was still packed. Now, they had some trouble selling some tickets in Milwaukee from time to time. They did, yes. But Lambeau Field was always sold out. But in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, there would be, because you'd have to have a sellout for the game to be on local TV. And oftentimes, we didn't know if the game was going to be on local TV. Now, the Packers were. Until Channel 6 would buy some tickets. Yes, Channel 6 (laughs) would buy some tickets so they could sell their inventory of uh, spots and all that. And, you know, it all was good. But, you know, for Wisconsin Badger football, it wasn't that way in the '80s, you know. It wasn't until Barry came along that. Uh, oh yeah, there are thirty-five thousand empty seats every sure. week during the Don Morton Veer era. Field, field house as well for Badger basketball in the '80s. You know, even under Yoder, he had some couple of decent teams. You know, um, not the NCAA tournament uh, type teams, but and, and still they wouldn't draw well. But um, you know, then Brewers Stu- in the '90s. Brewers in the '90s. You know, hey, before Miller Park, there would be five thousand six. Um, yeah, for somehow, I think the Packers turned this around because in the '80s, when Molitor, um, when his hitting streak ended, he was at thirty-nine. The Brewers had a good team; they were in contention. I think there was eleven thousand people there on an August night when Henry Aaron played his last game as a Milwaukee Brewer in nineteen seventy-six. I was there. There was probably six thousand people in the stands. Are you kidding me? For Henry Aaron in his last game. Um, that would never happen today. But I think the Packers in 92 turned around this whole sports culture in the state of Wisconsin. The I think they sports, may have. Yep. And Miller Park turned around the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, the Brewers, who still have not been to the World Series, hey, I don't care if they're giving away prime rib dinners or bobbleheads on a, on a Sunday afternoon. You get 43000 into AmFam Field. For a team that has very few division titles and one World Series appearance and no championships, that says a lot about our state. I agree. And the bar has been raised for the Brewers. And if they ever get back to the business of baseball, of Tom Hodricourt coming up in a little bit more than an hour, we'll mm-hmm. pick his brain before he sails off into retirement, which I think is coming soon. He posted a picture on social media today of his house selling. So they're off to Virginia at some point. But I, I do want to pick his brain. Uh, about the business of baseball and when we could get back to it. But, you know, with the bar being raised by the Brewers, I think it started in really 2007 when they came really close 
to getting a postseason berth. And then in 2008, when that pressure release valve seemed to go off. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, if they've had a sub-500 season, it's been an issue. I mean, you look at the Ken Maka era. Uh, you look at the end of the Ron Renneke era. And because that bar had been set higher, fans expect more. And I, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. But in terms of the Rams today, look, your team just mortgaged its entire future. They don't have another fir- they don't have a first round pick for like three years. And so this is your championship. Aaron Donald may be retiring. Sean McVay may be retiring. This is your one. Celebrate it. Get out there. But revel in it. But you know what? You can't make people do it if that that's just the way people are in LA. You know, Doug, you've been out there too for postseason. I bet you know Brewer postseason and 2018, when I was out there when the Brewers were playing, I was covering that. Town could care less. People were showing up late for games, and sure, they cared if they won or lost. That's yeah, Hollywood. But it wasn't a big deal. I didn't sense it was a big deal. Not like when they came back here and the town, you go out to the airport, you see people in Brewer clothes, or you go to restaurants. You didn't have that in L.A. And I think this, this, this lack of attendance and passion for this parade that they had in L.A. doesn't surprise me. What you couldn't see was Chuck doing, uh, when he said parade, it was air quotes, it's- Parade. They went from the Shrine Auditorium, which is on the north end of the USC campus, uh-huh. and then they twisted down. So they had to do it in the city of Los Angeles. They couldn't even do it out at SoFi Stadium, which is where you would think that they might do it because, I don't know, that's where they play. They didn't do it downtown Los Angeles where there's people in the business district. No, they did it, and I don't know why, but they started the Shrine Auditorium, which, like I said, is just on the north quadrant of mm-hmm. the USC campus. And then they went down, I forget what street it was, and then they turned south on Figueroa, and it took Figueroa, uh, the length of the USC campus, past the Science Museum, into the Coliseum. That's where they held the parade. It's like, what are you doing it there for? So if there's a pass that L.A. is going to force me to give them, it's the stupid route that they had. But still, if I'm a Rams fan... There's no guarantee that you're coming back. And I would use the 1982 Brewers as a perfect example. Sure. But, okay, add this to it, though. The Rams, this is their second tour of duty in Los Angeles. Sure. They were in St. Louis. How long have they been in Los Angeles now again? About 10 uh, years? 11 years? Back in? You know, back since they moved back from in St. LA? Louis. No, it's been like five. Five years? Okay. Five or six. Five or six. All right. So not a lot. Okay. So, you know, St. Louis, you know, too bad they lost their team. But they were the St. Louis Rams. They won a Super Bowl there. And now they move back out to L.A. So it's not like I don't think you have lifelong L.A. Ram fans in Los Angeles. I think you do because they weren't in St. Louis that long. They were only in St. Louis for 20 years. Yeah, but but, there there were Rams fans that were so stoked, or at least they said they were, when they came back to Los Angeles. Like, ah, our football team is back. Yeah, but it's not the passion like you'd see here or Chicago for your sports teams. I know. Like Chicago, I mean, when the Blackhawks won their their Stanley Cup championships, Mm -hmm. you'd have a million people at Grand Park, or when the Bulls were winning all those championships in the 1990s. I mean, I don't know if it's a Midwest thing. Well, it's funny because you'd have all you'd have you know nine million people coming out for a Blackhawks parade. Ninety nine percent don't know icing from face off or from offsides or anything. They don't know. know, I don't know any rules. You know, it's like I hear some of those guys in Chicago sports talk talk about hockey. It's like you don't know what you're talking about. You know. You know, don't know what you're talking. Don't be talking X's and O's about hockey. You don't you know, know. You know winning. You, you know, know yeah. you know, and, and there's nothing like bringing a community together, like a championship. That's well, that a million I agree people in, in Grand Park. Do I think that all million people in Grand no. Park could you know break down the third line? Sure. No, but 
you know what? It's community. It's it's coming together, and let's have a party. And, and some people and in LA, the same I think thing they the the memo. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, in L.A., but again, does it surprise you? It just disappoints me. I'm just, I mean, it's L.A., I guess. There's a million things to do. There's It's Hollywood. I mean, how, There's it, transplants. There's so many people that aren't from L.A. that live in L.A. Mm-hmm. You just you see the passion and the lack thereof. Let's say one of those teams, one of those teams would have moved to Milwaukee. I'm just saying, not saying it could have happened, but I'm saying, what if that would have happened? What if one of those teams, what if San Diego, what if the Chargers had moved here or the Rams from St. Louis had moved here? Do you think today, let's say they've been here five or six years, downtown would have been bananas yes. over the Milwaukee Rams? Yeah, because this is a great football town. You look. Yep, look, I agree with you. Look at the, I agree with you. You look at the ratings every year when the Super Bowl comes out, and I just saw the ratings a couple of days ago. I wonder if I saved that. You know, Milwaukee, for the Super Bowl ratings, as far as market share, was like seventh in the country. Not, not surprising. Seventh. Not surprised. We don't have our own NFL team. Mm-hmm. Packers, obviously, are a statewide team. And the Packers were disappointing in not getting that far in the playoffs this year, despite being the number one seed again. It was two teams we do not give a flying rip about, and we're seventh in the country. Well, football rules here in the state. I would love and in Milwaukee. I know that the ship sailed a million years ago, but if there could have been a second Wisconsin NFL team based in Milwaukee that would have been grandfathered in mm-hmm. or would have started in the '60s or '70s. Man, how great would that rivalry with the Packers be? Oh, of course it would have been. Oh, my God. Well, my dad, he's, my dad told me about stories about how the Packers would play at State Fair Park yeah. in the 50s. Sure. It might have been in the 60s. In Orchard Field, too. He said you could just walk right in. He said you'd walk right in and you'd go. He said you could walk right in, go on the sidelines and be five feet away from Paul Horning. Said so, you know you just go right down there. I mean, there were no guards or nobody guarding you. Nobody, nobody, nobody taking tickets. Just walked right in the State Fair Park. We're going to be telling stories when we're in the nursing home about County Stadium Packer games. You know that, right? Sure, sure, I, absolutely. Well, and they couldn't the sell traffic, all of the tickets. The traffic jams, most importantly. And they both stood on the same side of the field, Sonny. Yeah, and the back of the end zone. Yeah, that that was right up against that butt up right against the right field fence. So you didn't want to catch you didn't want when you if you ran out of the end zone, man, you were smack dab in that fence. Yeah. Kevin Holden, CBS fifty eight sports director, coming up straight ahead. I'm Doug Russell, he's Chuck Freeman. We're in for Drew and KB all this week. Stay with us. Show rolls on without Drew or KB. They're in Mexico. Uh, by the way, you can always hit us up on the hellowwi.com talk and text line 414-799-1973-1973. Dan and West Bend, uh, Bend writes, hey, you guys just missed 420. No, we didn't. Doug Russell and Chuck Freeman in for Drew and KB. That's their thing. That's not our thing. We're doing our thing. We're doing our thing. Um, you know, you play a little Brittany here. You know, Brittany's been putting out these bikini pics every other day. You know, oh, you know, I I think Brittany's at a point where like she just needs reassurance that she's you know somebody. Well, she is. Yeah, she's I'm just still saying, a huge star. Just saying, she needs. Well, you know, maybe not what she once was, but she, you know, she wants. The, she's putting these you know, bikini pictures out there. She had this one amazing one that I'm thinking I'll get for Shannon. 
just a, it's just amazing. Um, probably a couple of hundred dollars, but uh, looks uh, looks good on her. Okay. Um, but she um, that's that's been her thing these days. Joining us on the program right now is someone who also looks great in a bikini. Uh, he is CBS 58 Sports Director Kevin Holden. The pride of Georgia. Milwaukee, the pride of Atlanta, <laughs> who joins us here on the Drew and KB Show without Drew or KB. It's Doug and Chuck. Uh, how do we top that? How do we top the, the Britney Spears bikini pictures there, uh, Kevin? I just I assumed that when you came to me, you were going to say, here's someone else who constantly, constantly needs reassurance. I guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not Holdy. No, not you, Holdy. Holdy, you, hey, you know, your college, you went to Georgia. You won the national championship in football. You and I were in the same building, and I didn't even know that until a couple of days after that. Dude, yeah. I, that was that, That's completely wild. You, you, of course, were there in a working capacity, mm-hmm. and uh, I was there in, uh, I think, what's officially referred to as uh, uh, mild cardiac arrest capacity watching the game in the, uh, in the bleachers because uh, how many times in your lifetime, unless you go to Alabama, how many times in your lifetime uh, do you get to see your alma mater win a national championship? And uh, uh, yeah, it was it was completely nuts. But yeah, you were you, you were probably not that far away from me because we were right under the press box up there and uh, at Lucas Oil in Indianapolis. And I, I'm surprised you didn't. Well, I'm not surprised you didn't hear me scream because. I scream differently than everybody else. Everybody else is like, ah, go team. And I'm like, Stacey, help. Someone get this. <laughs> so if there was a parade back in Athens, you'd go to it, right? Because we were talking about the parade in Los Angeles, which I described the word that I used to describe Rams fans today at their celebration, their victory parade was polite because there just didn't seem to be very many of them. Because when we in Milwaukee or in Green Bay have had championship parades, and granted, there haven't been that very uh, very many of them over the years, but we do revel in them, we do celebrate them, and I wouldn't call anything that we've ever done as far as a championship parade celebration, I would ever characterize it as polite. Just, you can't move, it's asses to elbows, you can't get around, whereas it's the buses are coming down Figueroa Avenue, today in Los Angeles, and people are just waving. Oh, hey, I didn't know this was today. Hey, good for you. <laughs> Somebody take a selfie. Yay. <laughs> I, did, what, what are we celebrating? I don't know. Sports. <laughs> that's, the, that's the vibe it had. Put it on Insta. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, um, Do it for the gram. And, and <laughs> so that's the thing about it, too. Okay, so... Cooper Cup won the MVP of the Super Bowl, and the day after, he's on the podium and he's talking about the award. And he he tries to bring okay, he tries to bring together generations of fans in that way that Super Bowl forty five we could have said you know now your grandparents with Star and Lombardi and you know maybe your older brother or your parents depending on your age with uh, you know Favre and Holmgren and now Rogers and McCarthy like these are generations united in this great thing. And Cooper Cup was trying to do that. And just to hear him try to do this with the Rams franchise was hilarious because he's like, well, there, there were, you know, there were a lot of fans that, uh, you know, were here the, the last time it was the Los Angeles Rams. And, uh, well, then they, then they moved away. And, well, then they, then they moved back. And now, now those people can celebrate and, and they can tell their kids about the, the last time the L.A. Rams were here. And I'm like, Trot out yeah, Vince Ferragamo? <laughs> Yeah, yeah they've, they've look at all the quarterbacks they've run through. Oh God, I, that's the thing too is, and and 
they acquired a guy who had talent and got him a, a, a championship, uh, which says a lot for how insanely, ridiculously bad the Lions are, is that you know Stafford instantly became a champion. But it also says a lot about how you, they built the franchise, literally the pyramid without the top rung, and then just stuck Stafford on top there like the star, and he, and he won him the title. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of crazy. So Matthew Stafford goes in that, that, that spacious Los Angeles Rams quarterback Hall of Fame, like, you know, Jim Everett is out there <laughs> tipping over tables next to Jim Rome. <laughs> Joe Namath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Um, how many of us here in Wisconsin, because we've seen Matthew Stafford play, we've seen what he can do. When they got the hammer with six minutes left, how many thought that Stafford was going to throw a pick to finish that game? And that would be Matthew Stafford. Because he had thrown a couple already. And I thought, okay, this is going to end in the classic. And I proved me wrong. Cooper Cup, thank you. Um, but didn't you think that was going to end badly for Matthew that day? Oh, 1,000%. I'd yeah. like I missed, there wasn't there wasn't a question that Jake Cutler was going to emerge from the soul of Matthew Stafford. <laughs> sure. And remember, I, that's you know we're talking about alma maters. That's a dude that went to my school. That's like somebody here in Wisconsin going, "Oh yeah, I knew Ross, Russell Wilson was going to be terrible." You know, like that's that is not something you hear. Uh, but Matthew Stafford, uh, and I'm going to break one of the cardinal rules here of, of uh, sports talk. Uh, Matthew Stafford put a grenade in both of my fantasy seasons, and so I haven't forgiven him. I, I, I did something I've, I don't think I've ever done before. I rage dropped Stafford after the fantasy season was over <laughs> for my roster. I, the day after the season was over, I actually tried to do it that night, and it's like you can't. He's active, and I'm like he's not active anymore. And then you know the next day, I, I rage dropped him, and he was on fire ever since. So. I mean, you know, who knows if the bat signal went to him? Hey, you disappointed fantasy owners. Why don't you go win a real title? No, I'm kidding. But, but, but yeah, I, I expected Detroit Matthew Stafford, and and I, I got a different guy. It's it's amazing what a, a better structure and a better defense does for a guy. So here's my takeaway from Matthew Stafford winning the Super Bowl his first year with the Rams. Maybe he wasn't the issue in Detroit. I'm trying to find the bell. I got a bell here. I used to have a bell that I would ring when someone made a great point. You know, the hotel bell. Ding! No, but he certainly didn't help the cause. But man, he, I don't think he was the problem. Well, no. He, I think we always knew he had a little bit of a talent. But, you know, there was the mistake. He, hey, a couple of the Matt Stafford showed up. Like I said, the interceptions on Sunday. Um, and certainly he didn't play good in Green Bay back on Thanksgiving weekend. But, um, yeah, the, the, well, I think we all know the Lions got a history of other issues. And that's – so – Football is one of these sports, and it's college and pro, where the word system comes into play. Culture is a thing, and it can work both ways. Danny Warfel can be a Heisman winner at Florida and just be an absolutely terrible quarterback, actually, as a quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, to drop an, another old reference. Uh, but it, this might be the opposite, right, where, where it's great player, bad culture, bad system, and it just it doesn't map. And there was a point where Matthew Stafford was throwing to Calvin Johnson and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't giving the results. Like, like, okay, who and what are causing the problems? If you have young Stafford and prime Calvin Johnson and, and you're not competing every year for the playoffs, that's a, that's a problem. And, and I blamed it for years on the fact that Calvin Johnson went to Georgia tech and Matthew Stafford went to Georgia. So <laughs> no matter how much they wanted each other to succeed, they couldn't because they were rivals. 
But no, seriously, like how how do they not win with that combination? That's crazy. Kevin Holden, CBS 58 sports director, joining us uh, from WDJT TV in Milwaukee. Uh, Pour one out for Aaron and Shailene. They're both apparently single again. Boy, couldn't see that one happening. You know, I think if if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm serious about trying to date someone, why doesn't he just find like a librarian or an accountant or someone who's not in the public eye because he's now 0-4-3 with serious relationships. And then there have been a couple of other dalliances here and there of others that he's dated that have been in the public eye. Nothing has worked out for the guy. Sometimes, you know, it's not me, it's you. And it's not you, it's me. Uh, in this case, I think it's Aaron. I think, I think we learn it more with every passing day and every time the curtain gets pulled back a little bit more and... The fact that one of the parties involved there really doesn't want you to see behind the curtain makes you wonder. And uh, that's it's it's interesting because, um, you know, he's gone through literal phases like, you you know, you could see a picture of Aaron and spot the girlfriend era. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's so with that in mind, I think, Doug, you took it like literally the thought right out of my head, which is I want to see him next year show up like either like. Patrick Mahomes in the sneakerhead commercial, you know, with the big, thick glasses, um, or, like, completely slicked back, real business-like, like, total, like, Jordan Belfort, Wall Street kind of thing. And, you know, every, every answer has to do with, like, you know, cost-risk opportunities and all those words I don't know from the stock market. Like, I, I, why not? Because it's, it's almost like watching a band reinvent themselves, you know? It's like, the different phases of Weezer. And I, I mean, look, as long as he keeps winning games, it's all right. But the, the stuff on the outside, I think people got tired of. And and with this last one in particular, it's almost like a relief that you don't have to hear the name anymore. Well, I think Doug is on to something. I think he's trying to get at, too. Maybe he should, Aaron should try the less profile type woman. You know, maybe school teacher. Yeah, you know, you know, just the teacher from Howard or somewhere, you know, just try that. And, you know, maybe because, uh, you know, because, you know, she she needs attention. Aaron needs his attention. You got those tremendous egos on all three of these women. You know, something's got to give there. Yeah, it's it's tough. And I, I mean, look, celebrity couples are, are a tough thing. I mean, no matter what. I mean, and if we the, the thing about Rogers is there's something about that portion of his life that has become a fascination for it for a chunk of uh I, I say fans in quotes in wisconsin right it's become like we used to make the joke every time there was an olivia munn post somewhere you know in some like crazy dot com somewhere i had an executive producer at work that would yell across the newsroom kevin 30 minute special <laughs> like oh my god like i like, you know, it just, it weighs on you, but, but that's the point, right? It's like some, we, somewhere along the way, a section of the population got attached to the idea of the identity of Rogers with someone. And some of my most, some of my best friends and most successful people learned you have to attach. What if he was just single until he was done with his career? How good would that be for him, for his mindset, for his teammates, for the, all these side stories that we wouldn't have to do? Like, Maybe it'd be all right if he just took two years off from the whole thing. Yeah, perhaps. Sometimes you just need a break. Kevin Holden from CBS 58 in Milwaukee joining us here on the Drew and KB Show. All right. Uh, yesterday was a day that we all normally every year 
celebrate and revere, and it just it signals the renewal of life in the Midwest and in this part of the country because we get to see green grass and we get to see the boys of summer out on these wonderful stadiums and facilities that they've built in Arizona and Florida. The beautiful words, pitchers and catchers report. Uh, This year, the pitchers and the catchers have not reported. They are staying home. They have been locked out. Are we going to see baseball anytime soon, in your opinion? I don't think so, because the the stuff that there are announcements on, the stuff that they're talking about from a progress standpoint, are tiny little things in the greater scheme of things. I mean, a, a universal DH is like, oh, okay, so the table that we're negotiating at is round. Got it. We're both good with this? Good. We progress. And it's, it's not actual real progress. It's not tangible, dollar-based, luxury tax-based, minimum salary-based, arbitration, free agency-based, major league or minor league paying jobs-based talk. All of that is what's going to drive this thing. And, I mean, it's going to take a long, long time. So can you guys humor me for a second? Because, as you know, I take trips from time to time, right? <laughs> right. We've noticed. I know, it's, I know it's, a, it's a rare occasion, but every once in a while. So sure. my wife and I sat down one night in the middle of a snowstorm outside, and we dreamed up this trip, and I'm telling you this thing was a doozy, and it's not going to happen, and it's super sad. Can I, can I like, yeah. real fast? What is it? Yeah. 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 It's a, it was a six-day trip, and it would have included a Suns-Bucks home game, a Coyotes game, Rangers-A's, Rangers, Brewers, Brewers, Reds, Padres, Giants, Indians, Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks, Padres, and A's, Dodgers. Wow. Seven base, a hockey match, as my friend calls it, hockey match, not a game, and uh, an NBA game in six days. The fact that you are married to a woman that would go to all those sporting events. true. On one hand, it's pretty incredible. (laughs) If you were, like, if there was a camera trained on the living room that night, Mm -hmm. every guy first would be trying to steal my wife from me because the conversation was me going, oh, maybe, you know, maybe we should take the evening off. And she's like, no, there's a game. The Brewers are at the Reds. We need to add that to the schedule. Like, well, he's the one driving thing. It's, okay, it's so this, all right, I've got a perfect illustration of how sports crazy the two of you are when it comes to attending sporting events. You attended two NFL games in the same day once. He did win. Wrap your mind around that. No, no, when was that? I know that oldie. It was the day before the fail Mary in Seattle. Um, that day, uh, Washington's uh, NFL franchise was at home against the Bengals, and then the Ravens were at home against the Patriots. It's like forty miles between the stadiums, and um, we, uh, yeah, we were able to pull it off. It was a one and a seven, and we got we got from one game to the other game. And the funny thing is. That game, were it not for the fail Mary, that game would have been historic because the replacement refs blew so many calls that night in Baltimore that uh, when they when they put "Let's go" on the scoreboard, the fans were chanting something different that was two syllables, and they did it loudly <laughs> enough to pick up on the broadcast. Like I was like, "This is it! The, the world is going to hear these fans chanting this non-suitable for your kids thing, and we're done with replacement refs." And I mean, it was 24 hours later. The other funny thing is. We tried to get three baseball games in the next day because the Nationals played a day game 
and the Orioles played a single admission doubleheader that night, Mm -hmm. but we got caught in traffic, so only two baseball games that day. Okay, I've done the Badgers-Brewers doubleheader in one day before, you know, like the 11 o'clock start and 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock start at at Miller Park or the Old County Stadium, where the Packers, when they used to play, you know, a noon start on Sunday, and then the Bucs would, God, for some reason, back in the 80s, they would always play a Sunday night game at 7 o'clock. So you'd go to the Packer game, come back, cover the Bucs game, and call it a day. I've done a lot of doubleheaders. I've done a lot of Brewers, Bucks doubleheaders, yeah. and like you said, Badgers, Brewers doubleheaders. Weekday afternoon games, yeah. sure, yeah. But two NFL I, games in it—that's next level. You yeah. know that, right? Holdy, did you make your wife? Uh, not make your wife, but was she a biggest sports fan before meeting you, or did she just kind of gravitate since you're a sportscaster and naturally a big sports fan anyway? Oh no, this was all her. Uh, the the first date, uh, and we worked together at a, at a TV station in Mississippi, is how we met. And so after, you know, X number of months working together, I'm like, hey, you know, let's go out on a date. OK, so I got her to agree to this and I go to pick her up and uh, and, and she's like, hang on a second. We, we can't leave yet. The Cardinals game just started. And this is I mean, I will date this here, but uh, Fernando Vina let off with a base hit and Edgar Renteria steps up and she said, like, you know, you got to hit and run in this situation. And we could have fast forwarded right to the altar right there. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. That could have been it. Yeah. She said, we got to hit and run in this situation. I'm good. Like, that's, I found, that's what I need. And that's when he you went know? ring shopping. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, great stuff. We love catching up with you. And uh, hopefully we'll do it again in person soon. See you, Oldie. I can't wait. we gotta, we got to chat a little uh, Lovey Smith. Uh, the whole country of Iceland is behind that man as he leads the Texans. I'm pretty happy with that. God bless him. I haven't, I haven't physically seen Holdy probably since COVID. <laughs> I haven't seen Holdy. Well, I've you, can see, him him, you can see him on television every well, I mean, night on, TV, on CBS 58. I'm saying person to person. Yeah, well, I mean, Lovey Smith, a.k.a. the Icelandic drifter. That's what he looks like with the beard, to me anyway. I'm, su- I, I'm surprised he got another shot. At it. He's got one more shot. He's got one He's more in a shot. tough spot, though. Yeah, it's a tough place to win. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap up hour number two. It is the Drew and KB Show without Drew or KB. Doug Russell, Chuck Freeman. Stay with us. show rolls on. Doug Russell, Chuck Freeman. Just about set to wrap up hour number two, heading into hour number three. Uh, you can always hit us up on the PellaWI.com talk and text line. We were talking about Twitter earlier in this hour. Uh, Tater in Houstisford says, Doug, the reason that they capped it at 140 characters was because you could tweet from regular phones and regular phones had a 160 character limit back in the day. You could tweet from a regular phone? Back in the day? You mean like a landline is he talking about? I think that's what he's saying. Oh, that I, I didn't know. I didn't think you could do that. How, how would you get a, How would you receive it on a regular phone? I don't. Well, you wouldn't. You, you'd still have to go to Twitter.com. One time I called Twitter a website, and somebody got all bent out of shape. It's not a website. Well, yeah, it is. It's like, you don't go to a website to tweet. I'm like, well, yeah, you can. You can go to Twitter.com. You can get it on your phone. It's an app, but it's also but it started off as a not, website. It started off as a website. So this is an odd hill that you've yeah. chosen to battle mm. on, but okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, from the 920, you guys revisit the Twitter discussion. I'd love to hear each of your worst Twitter wars. Thank you. Oh, boy. Oh, oh I yeah. used to be really bad at it, at clapping back at people on mm-hmm. Twitter. I don't know how you were. Well, 
I just don't do it. I don't have the energy for it well, anymore. N- uh, yeah. I mean, I appreciate people who tweet at me and all that, but then, you know, there are some guys who just come at you just because they want to come at you, and they want to, they want you to say the wrong thing. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Like, I, when Cam Newton um, came back, and remember, he scored a touchdown in Arizona, he, he started, I'm back, and I was, I, I said, you know, Cam is once again making it about himself, and all people came at me. Well, what happened to Cam Newton? He wasn't even the starting quarterback by the season's end. Sure. And you know, I took over, what, November, maybe that happened. So, no, I'm always, whenever I put something on social media, I check and double check, am I going to offend anybody? Is this thing gonna, is this going to mm-hmm. get me in trouble? And I hate feeling that way, that I feel like, is there anybody whose feelings are going to hurt this way where I'm going to get, you know, whatever, in trouble? Because, you know, the nature of our business is, uh, you know, you cancel quickly. You know, we love to cancel, we, you know, we... We love to cancel people in this country. We do. We love to. We more than anything. We love to. We love to. You know, while other countries are looking at us and laughing at us, we're just canceling everything possible to each other. We're all canceling each other out. You can find Chuck on Twitter at Chuck Freeman if you want to tweet back at him. Yes. I just don't clap back at people anymore. I no. developed, by the way, ten rules for Twitter, which I'll tell you about coming up in just a couple of moments, and it has helped guide me through this landscape called Twitter. I also tried something for the first time. Yeah, you know, yesterday I was telling you about my Euro ex- experience, which was wonderful. Well, you had your own lunch experience today. I did, and I'll tell you all about it because it's something that I never thought that I would eat, but I tried it today. Give you a review. Coming up straight ahead. This is what they call sports and stuff, and KB says mostly stuff. That's kind of where that fits in. They're in Mexico. I'm Doug. He's Chuck. we got one more hour to go. Stay with us. Two hours down, one hour to go here on the Drew and KB radio experience. Fastest growing sports and stuff radio program in the Midwest. And as KB would say, mostly stuff. We're coming to you live from the Iron Jock Studios. By the way, they're in Mexico. Drew and KB, they're on from 9 until noon this week. They'll be back from 3 until 6 next week. So, like one of our texters on the talking text line, hey, you missed 420. Eh, it's their thing. We're going to let them do their thing. Yeah. I think they're doing it at 1120 when they're down in Mexico. Okay, let them do it. Yeah, that's fine. Why do it twice? Right. So, uh, you know. We do us. We do us. We do us. They do them. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Iron Jock Studios. Iron Jack, the most advanced performance apparel ever made, now through February 27th, by $75 or more of Iron Jack, and you get the no-stink duffel bag for free. No promo code, don't have to enter anything, as long as your shopping cart is over 75 bucks. The duffel bag is automatically added to your order for free. Go to ironjock.com, that's ironjoc.com. Russ, I always believe in having a good meal. You know, when, when I say good meal, well, I'm not talking about lobster or steak or anything like that, but just, you know, it could be some good comfort food and anything. I had mine yesterday. And from what I understand, it was your turn to step up the plate today and something you've never had before? Yeah, so I've seen this at Burger King because we have a Burger King not too far from the studios. There aren't mm-hmm. that many Burger Kings that are still around. No, but there's one on the same there's two on the same street which you're talking about. Highway 100. Oh, there's there's another one? Yeah, depending on which one you want. There's one a little bit north of uh I went to the one in Hales Corners. Okay. Yeah, there's one over there uh, by uh I want to say Greenfield Avenue too, by okay. Coles across the street. Mine was over, kind of over by Target Grange. Target parking lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I know what they're talking about. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. you're right. So there are two in, and there aren't that many that are around. No. It's like there's a Hardee's in Delafield, and that's 
That's the only Hardee's that I think there's. I don't even know if the one in Oshkosh is still there. I think there's one in Fond du Lac too. Okay, so I think so. The, we've identified 20- three Hardee's in the state of Wisconsin. There used to be three hundred of them. There used to be one on Twenty Seventh College. Used to go to all the time when I was a kid. But uh, go the one on Barstow in downtown Waukesha. That was my one of my high school yeah, hangouts. Yes, Loved yes, that place. I know exactly that right down the street from the Freeman. Yeah, it's yeah. not there anymore. All right, which so is you sad. went. You you decided to go pretty far south from our radio station to go to Burger King. Okay. Well, I had some other stuff to do down there, and I'm like, ah, it's lunchtime. Yeah. And I didn't want the regular burger for whatever reason. I was just like, you know what? I just want to eat a little bit lighter. So I tried the Impossible Burger. All right. Now, what's you, on that? Well, do you know what an Impossible Burger is? No. I know what a Whopper is. I've never right. had the... I've seen it advertised, though. The Impossible Burger is meatless meat. So it's... I think it's made of soybeans and things like that. Okay. But it's fashioned and formed into a patty mm-hmm. that they grill and they put all the accoutrement on it. All right. And you have it, but it's it's not meat, but it's formed like meat. Sure. And they say, well, it's just it's just as good as the real thing. And they call it the Impossible Burger. Why? Because it's impossible that you could have a burger that's as good as a regular burger. Gotcha. I tried it today. Mm-hmm. It wasn't terrible. All right. Did you order it with the fries and all that? Just order that solo. I ordered it solo. Didn't need the fries. Didn't want the okay. fries. I mm-hmm. uh, got it with a Diet Coke. Trying to eat a little bit better. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not 20 anymore. <laughs> he had the Impossible Burger, but made sure he balanced it with a Diet Coke. All right. Well, the Impossible Burger has fewer calories than a regular burger. It does. Okay. It's made with, like I said, even with everything else on it's it, it's made plant based. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm yeah. There's all the the other nonsense that's sure. on it as well, but I. I don't like ketchup, so I had him just ki- take the ketchup off. You can put a little mustard on it. Is it as big as the Whopper? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you only had one? Just had one. And good? I, did, I didn't know if I was going to like it or not. And you liked it? I liked it more than I thought I would. All right. And it had the consistency of meat more than I thought it would. Could I tell if you put one in front of me, if you put both of them in front of me, like mm-hmm. this is a regular burger and this is, or mix and match and say one of these is a regular burger and one is an impossible burger. Can you tell the difference? I probably could. So when you walked in, did you have every intention of getting the impossible burger or were you thinking, oh, I'm going to have the Whopper and then it just kind of... I oh. did the drive-thru. Oh, you did the drive-thru. Okay. did drive-thru. Uh, I don't even know if their lobby is open. It is. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. I didn't see anybody in the parking Funny thing, lot. that was a Burger King when I was a kid. Then it became a Chinese restaurant and now it's a Burger King again. Okay. <laughs> yes. So yeah. now it's a Burger King. Yeah. So I had it and I just... Sat in the parking lot and I'm like, this is this isn't this isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. I've I've had whoppers, I've had regular whoppers. All right. And if I had the choice and all things were equal, equal amount of calories, equal amount of fat, would I get the regular burger or the impossible burger? I get the regular burger. You would, okay. But that comes with all the other stuff. It comes with higher cholesterol. It comes with all the fat that a regular burger comes with. So I chose the the plant-based burger, again, trying to recognize that now that I am approaching 50, I can't do this to my body any longer. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I was okay. I was pleasantly surprised. All right, did it, um, when you ate it, did the burger kind of fall apart a little at all? No, that was the other thing. It didn't. All right. It didn't fall apart like you would think that it might. Like a turkey it wasn't, burger will come It off wasn't, middle. and because there was a little bit of mustard on it, I think, you know, Whopper also has maybe a little bit of mayo on it, too. Yeah, yeah. So it, it yeah. wasn't as dry as I feared it would be, but maybe that's because there were some other things that were on it as mm-hmm. well. So I don't know if I'd ever have an impossible steak. So would you have another, would you go back to Burger King and get one of those again today? I think I would. Or tomorrow? I think I would. All right. I think I would. And you're full. I was full enough. Yeah, right, yeah. I was full enough. Okay. You know, I came back here and uh, I keep some snacks in my desk. 
I keep some beef jerky in there because that's pretty lean as well. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a little bit of protein for the rest of the day. But you're right. Terrible. But you're right about eating right. I I was just telling this to Shannon. I am like eating horribly this week. Horribly. Well, it's because you're doing a split shift. Yeah. And and with that, I just eat bad. You know, well, I just, think we all do. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't like doing the split shift, but I don't like the fact that I eat poorly. I need to balance that out a little bit better, and that's on me. Uh, well, doing morning, better. anytime you do morning drive, and, and Chuck, you, for those that don't know, is our morning sports anchor on WIBA Radio in Madison. Anytime you're getting up that early in the morning mm-hmm. and going to work, it's going to throw your rhythms off. A little bit. And then I go take a little nap, and then I come back here in the afternoon. I feel, like I said, it's uh, it's two different days. I feel fine. It's just like during the midday when I get up from a nap, it's like, all right, I'll go get some fast food. Okay. Um, and you know what? I'm great when I'm eating it. Like my t- today, you know, I told you I did the Oakland Euros yesterday, and it was kind of was good. Uh, went for the Martino's dogs today. Did you ever go to Martino's? No. Martino's dogs? Yes. Like a hot chi- dog? Oh, the Chicago dogs. Over. So is is... I'm not a big hot dog guy okay. unless it's unless I know it's like an all beef hot dog unless mm-hmm. I know that it doesn't have like the entrails and the hoofs and all the other nonsense that you know Don't some f- places put into their hot dogs. Yeah, is it an all beef hot dog or is it a regular hot dog? Because if it's a regular hot dog, I'm out. Uh, I don't know, okay. but I know it was good. <laughs> right. And I ordered three of those. Um, I love the Chicago. Do- I, ordered- <laughs> I, or- I want to eat a little better, so I'm gonna have. I'm gonna house three well, hot dogs. Well, that's why I got done eating, and I'm like, you know, I do got to eat better. I do. Um, and um, but when you're eating it, you're like, hmm, man, that was good. So I'm sitting there, you know, with my phone, um, you know, reading the paper, and uh, over at Martino's and having a couple of. You know, they weren't at Summerfest this year. I was disappointed. Like, I don't know. They, but, they were threats. You know, they usually have a. Not a kiosk, but they have a, you know, they're in one of those buildings. Yeah, at one Summerfest. of the storefronts. I believe they weren't around this year. I don't know why, but I, that's always a mainstay at Summerfest and um, did not have it this year. But I went, uh, but I went, uh, you know, I went over, got a little Martino's dogs. To, okay. Uh, three of them. Well, I initially went two. I said, I'll take two. And I, oh, I got to have three. Uh, and the 920, someone writes, we have two in Sheboygan. He's talking about Hardee's. Uh, surprisingly, Hardee's and Burger King in Sheboygan. So yeah. it's Chevegas, man. Well, I think Burger King might be making a little bit of a comeback because, like I said, the one that you went to is new, and uh, they've built a new one on Moreland, I want to say. So there's a couple of new ones that are out. The last couple of times that I've gone to Burger King, they they don't have grilled chicken sandwiches. That's a swing and a miss. Oh, you like the grilled chicken? Yeah, yeah. because, again, it's not it, – it's lighter. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, white meat. On a you know chicken white meat is is a lot leaner than beef. I enjoy a hamburger. I just don't want to have one every day. No, the chicken. I I'm with you on the and I like the. I don't like the crispy chicken. I like the. Well, it's better grilled. for you. The grilled. Yes. Yeah. Well, they have the crispy chicken. Not the crispy. I want the grilled. Yeah. I want the grilled too because you you again. It's better. For it's you. so much better for you. Well, when McDonald's is fine when you're 23 and you've got the metabolism of a hummingbird. Sure. But I I, I feel like when I was 23 when those grilled. Chicken patties, those chicken sandwiches came out at McDonald's. They were much bigger and they were delicious. I feel like they shrunk a little bit. So when you go to a game, what's the one food that you have to have? At a baseball game? Any game. Bas- baseball, basketball, hockey, um, football, squash, You know golf, what? Um, well, I would say, hockey. I, you know, I always try to get a dog. Tennis. I, I always try to get a hot dog or a brat if I go to a brewer game. Okay. Always, you know, I'm not a. I'll drink a soda. I, I'm I'm not a real beer. I'm not a beer drinker with uh, food itself. So I'll drink a soda. Drink a soda and have a, you know, a hot dog or a brat with a special sauce. What about you? I like nachos. I've th- I've often thought that nachos should be just be fac- factored into your ticket price. Yeah, because 
you know, if I'm going to the game, I, do they? Even, I don't even think they have the Cactus League. Maybe they do. They the do. Cactus League nachos at, at, and the helmet. Yeah. yeah, I just don't like them. I don't like the cheese. I don't like the fact that. that they get soggy by the by the time you're done with them. Yeah, that too. But they're not. I, I, I like this. I, I always found it ironic that you get the Cactus League nachos at the ballpark, but you mm-hmm. couldn't get them in Arizona. <laughs> in Arizona, which to me was weird. You know, nachos when done right, and I love beans in my nachos are fantastic, and. When I go to a restaurant, I'm always, my first inclination is, oh, we should get an appetizer. And then I always go to the nachos. But then I think, okay, are these nachos going to be good or are they going to be bad? Because when they're when nachos are bad, they're bad. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, let's see. BK in Beaver Dam and Columbus from Charlie in Watertown, who also says that they have a Hardee's as well. So you've got a Burger King in Beaver Dam, Burger King in Columbus, and a Hardee's in Watertown. So we're knocking this thing down. We're figuring out where these fast food places are. There's another place, by the way, that I didn't realize. I thought they were all just going to close. There's mm-hmm. a place that I used to go to all the time because I'd like their all-day breakfast. And it's not a fast food joint, but Perkins. I loved Perkins restaurants. And they closed them all in the Milwaukee area. Yeah. And we took a road trip last year to Theodore Roosevelt National Park. We were talking about national parks before, which is in North Dakota. And once you got to Madison, they were at just about every exit. I'm like, mm-hmm. finally. So are they, they're in Madison. They're just not in the Milwaukee area anymore. No. Because they closed. It's very the, sad. I, I drove by the one in West Bend. Yeah. And it's closed. And the one on Highway 100 is closed. Um, yeah, I'm sad to see it, too, because I like the guy who ran it, too. He was a good guy. The Perkins guy? Was his yes. name Perkins? No, it wasn't Perkins. Should've the guy been. who owned the Perkins in Milwaukee was a good guy. Okay. And was he not around anymore? No. He no, he's sold? around. It's just that the, you know, it. I, I don't know what happened, but the business went, uh, you know, it went under. Uh, Dan Whatever. in a car writes, hey, the Impossible Burger is only 40 calories different. Virtually no difference at all in fat. <sighs> Thanks, Dan. Well, at least I haven't invested a whole lot in it. But you got, you got honest something there about some of these fast food restaurants where there's very few, like Hardee's. There was a Dog and Suds. I think there's one left in, it might be like in the Rapids area or so, a Dog and Suds. But, you know, the, occasionally you'll go... Traveling around, and you'll see a fast food place, and it's like, man, I didn't think these places were still around. Is there any place that you miss more than anything else? Uh, that's what we that's what we need to know on the talking text line four one four seven nine nine one ninety seven three restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what do you miss? The without most? a doubt, you're gonna say Chee Chee's. Yes, <laughs> I knew it. Yes, and my buddy and coworker Sean Preble on WIBA in the mornings, boss of ten uh, ten seventy in Milwaukee. Yeah. Or Madison will second me on this. Chi-Chi's, fantastic. Oh, Chi-Chi's. I miss Chi-Chi's. That's where, that's where I first fell in love with chips and salsa, Doug. Oh, Chi-Chi's, okay. yes. I miss Chi-Chi's. The one on Blue Mound? That's the one that I grew up going to. Uh, uh, Southridge for me. Okay. Southridge, yeah. I miss what about you? The one that I miss the most? What do you miss? I, I was going to say Perkins because they, they aren't around here anymore. Mm-hmm. There aren't any big boys around here anymore, are there? No, no. Because, you know what's funny? Where the Perkins closed, that was the big boys before yeah, that. That's about right. Yeah, there was a... No, and, I think there's a big boy... No, there's a big boys in Germantown now. Some of them came... They're starting to come back a little bit. At least one of them has. Uh, the, off in Germantown, I forgot the road. Might be County Line Road. I'm probably wrong on that. But there's a big boys out in Germantown area. Uh, and the 414 Perkins had awesome potato pancakes. They did. And their they, regular pancakes were pretty They're all regular pancakes. Uh, you couldn't go wrong. Uh, in the nine two zero, I miss Fuddruckers. That's a good one. Oh, right on. So yes, yes, right by. Oh, keep ringing the bell by Brookfield Square. And Doug, there was one up in Appleton that's closed. Uh, 
right off, I want to say, College Avenue up there, there was a, a Fuddruckers, and I drive by it when I'm in Appleton, and I hang my head all the time because it's closed. Yeah, the one you're right, the one by Brookfield Square. Yes. Oh, so good. Oh, how was that? How did it close? The line was always huge. You'd go for lunch. Margins, and, I don't know. And the line was always to the door. I don't and you know. could put whatever you wanted on it. Oh, here's I, another one. I just douse it with the steak sauce. New Berlin Steve writes uh, uh, on the talk and text line, which is, by the way, blowing up right now. There's a lot of restaurants people miss, apparently. Uh, the two that I miss the most, the ground round on Blue Mound. You remember that? You cook your own steak. There is a ground round on Moreland right now in that <laughs> hotel. Is there? Yes. Or am I thinking of a different restaurant? No, 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 no. There is was, it the cook your own steak, or am I am I confusing it with something else? You're confusing it with something else, but okay. there was a ground round on Blue Mound on 18 that's not there anymore, and there was a ground round on um, 76th Street in Milwaukee. What was the place where you could make your own steak? Charcoal Grill, was that? No. I'll know it. If, I'm, I'm no, somebody out there knows I know it. what you're saying, because you could either do it yourself, or they could do it for an extra $5. Yeah. And I, I like making my own steak. Uh, let's see. Chi-Chi's for the Mexican pizza. Thank you, Derek and Madison. Uh, let's see. Routeman Bob, Chi-Chi's. The bar beans at happy hour were the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eric and Pewaukee, he misses hooligans. Oh, hooligans was good, too, in Brookfield Square. They had great happy hours. <laughs> in the 920, this one's for me. Doug, there's a Perkins close to the four roundabouts in Oshkosh. Yes. You're right. There is. Yes. And that is, okay. So that was because restaurants... In Oshkosh, didn't necessarily stay open 24 hours. Mm-hmm. There was Hungries that stayed open late. That Perkins, that one by the four roundabouts right mm-hmm. off of 9th Avenue in Oshkosh, yep. there might be a booth that still has my ass imprint on it. Oh. We were there all the time because it was open 24 hours. We formed the After Midnight Perkins Club, the AMPC. It so was me bar- and Ron and, and, and my roommate Andy. After bar time? Yeah. That's a long way from campus, Doug. That's, that's a long way from yeah. campus. And he usually didn't drink that much. So, okay. you know, he's our DD. Yeah. Wow. And we would make our way over, and there weren't round, yeah. there weren't the roundabouts at that point. And no. we always had the same waitress, a lady named Bobby. And she was probably at the time in her, I'm guessing, early 50s or so. I don't know if Bobby's still with oh. us, but she was more often than not our waitress at that Perkins. In Oshkosh, just over the highway, just over 41, right off the ninth. Bobby's uh, Perkins has got great hot chocolate. I've, I've gone in there, did that Perkins, and walked in and have said, yeah, I'd like to order takeout. Can I have some hot chocolate? And they'll, they'll look at me kind of strange, uh, and then they'll, they'll bring it up. Get Their hot chocolate is amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's the clo- I'd say that's the... The closest to Milwaukee, right there. Uh, Stephen writes the prime quarter. That's what it was. Yep. That's what it was. Isn't there one in Green Bay? On Oneida? Yes, there is still one. I think that's, well, last time I checked, that was the last one our that, friend, um, that I recall. Our friend Mike Clemens loves that place. Make your own steak? At the Prime Quarter in Green Bay. I want to know what Tom Hottercourt is going to miss as far as Wisconsin cuisine, because he's retiring and he's moving to Virginia, mm-hmm. but we got him perhaps, maybe, maybe for the last time here on the Drew and KB show. I'm sure Drew and KB will... Have him on, but this might be the last time we ever talk Brewers baseball with him as he sails off into retirement. We're going to talk to Tom Hodderkirk coming up straight ahead right here on the Drew and KB Show. By the way, phone lines uh, are still open, or at least the talk and text line is still open. Tell me, what restaurants do you miss? Maybe from your childhood, maybe from your adulthood. Did they recently close? Did they recently go away? 414-799-1973. We'll have more time after we talk with Tom. 
about what you miss as far as cuisine in the area. Doug Russell, Chuck Freeman, right here on the Drew and KB Show. Stay with us. Second time I've had to play Boys to Men today. The first time was, of course, for Aaron and Shailene. They're done. I don't know if this is the last time we're going to be talking, or that I'm going to be talking, with our next guest, Tom Hodricourt, retiring from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. That's been announced a few weeks ago. But I saw the picture, Tom, of you uh, selling your house today, and it just kind of hit me. It's like, it's it's real. It's real. You're really leaving. It kind of hit me, too, seeing that sign go up. It's like... You talk about something, talk about something, talk about something, and then, you know, you have something like that kind of hit you in the face. You know, uh, when you move from Wisconsin to Virginia, you do need to take the step of selling your home. And so uh, the coming soon sign went up yesterday. Yeah, well. We're not we're not officially for sale, but to use baseball parlance, we're in the on deck circle. Yeah, you really are. Tom Hodricourt joining us here on the Drew and KB show. Drew and KB uh, are in Mexico this week from nine until noon. Doug Russell and Chuck Freeman filling their chair here today. Tom, what was your very first Brewer event that you covered? Spring training, a, a, a interview with a coach, a GM, manager. What was the first thing that you did? Yeah, it's uh, they hired me in season in. Um, 1985, I was in uh, Richmond, Virginia, working for the Richmond Times-Dispatch, and one of my favorite beat was uh, covering the AAA Richmond Braves, uh, where I got to know Hank Aaron very well. He was the farm director of Atlanta, so we saw him in Richmond a lot, coming to look at the AAA team. Also, where I met my wife, she worked in the front office, so that turned out to be a momentous life uh, occurrence also. And... um, so they, I had interviewed for the job. They hired somebody else. He didn't work out. They called me in August and said, there's six weeks left in the season. Can you come? This was the Sentinel. Remember the days when we had the two papers? Sure. Uh, this was the Sentinel. They called me um, and uh, asked me uh, to, if I would come finish out the season and become their beat writer. I worked against the esteemed Tom Flaherty, who is something of a legend on the Journal Beat. Of course. You guys probably remember him. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I finished that season, and then my first spring training was the next year in 86. They opened that complex in Chandler, and the first week they blew it up. <laughs> Literally. Well, it big... <laughs> I said, oh, this is what Major League Spring Training is like, huh? And they blew the place up, you know? And so uh, I'll never forget that day because I was driving down back then. Back then, uh, when they built that complex in Chandler, there was not much else out there at the time. It was kind of out there in a bunch of cotton fields, and the city developed over the years. But it was it was like cotton fields, a golf course, and the ballpark out there in the middle of nowhere in Chandler. And I remember driving to the ballpark that day down Alma School Road, and all these fire engines were roaring past me, you know, like at seven thirty in the morning, and I was saying. And the heck is on fire this early in the day? And it was the ballpark. <laughs> oh, did, wasn't that where Tony Muser got yeah. seriously hurt? I mean, he yeah. had to wear a glove on his hand? Yeah, it well, it changed the uh, course of the franchise because Tony Muser was generally perceived to be the heir apparent to George Bamberger as the manager. Muser was the third base coach. And he was almost killed in that explosion. It was burned so badly he had to sit out the whole year. Mm-hmm. 
And when Bambi left with a couple of weeks in the season after being told he would not be back, they gave the job on an interim basis to Tom Troublehorn, who had replaced um, Husser as the third base coach. And then they had these two great weeks under Trev, and he ended up getting the job. So, and then he managed, you know, until through '91. He was the manager of Team Streak, you know, in '87. And they had you go back and look for the talent level the Brewers had back then in the late '80s. They did pretty good under Troublehorn. They had a few winning seasons, and um, they didn't make the playoffs. But I mean, they were in the ALEs with some real juggernaut teams, and so. Um, but that, yeah, so 86 was my first year. And so then on the team streak in 87. So it was, it was kind of interesting. But I do remember sitting uh, in the press box at County Stadium there in those final weeks of the 85 season and watching, having watched the team play for a week or so, I turned to Tom Flaherty in the press box and said, was this team really in the World Series three years ago? <laughs> I mean, what the heck happened to them? <laughs> yeah, uh, they got old real fast. Yeah. Was there a team, if there would have been playoff expansion, might have been, you know, 87, the 92 year, the first year under Phil Garner. Um, was there a team that you thought, God, if there were playoffs expansion back then, this team might have done something in the postseason? Yeah, I think that 92 team under Garner, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. Uh, Chuck, that I think they they um, would have done something. If you guys remember, Garner came and they started playing National League baseball in the American League, and they were running, running, running. They sure they Pat Listash. Yes, Pat Listash, rookie of the year. He stole fifty four bases, but everybody ran. They had eleven guys on that team in double figures and steals. Now, if you have one guy in double figures and steals <laughs> the way they play the game now. It's something. I mean, you need a mask and a gun to steal a base in baseball right now. So um, they, they had, no one had ever seen an American League team play like that. And I think they won either 91 or 92 games. I think they would have um, they would have gotten in with a wild card back then. But here's why I think they would have done something. They tormented the Blue Jays that year. They went like 9-4 and four against them or something like that. They tormented them. They beat them 22-2 to two one night in Toronto. I remember that. And the next night, the next day, the Blue Jays, this was in September, the Blue Jays uh, unwrapped their new trade acquisition, David Cohn, who showed up without a slide step, and the Brewers stole like 10 bases off of them. Wow. Yeah. And, so, and so, and here's why I think that team would have done something. So the the Blue Jays went on and won the whole thing, right? They held the Brewers off and won the whole thing. But I was talking to Cito Gaston during the World Series in the dugout, and he saw my badge, uh, my my uh, press badge, and it said Milwaukee Sentinel. And he said, oh, you cover the Brewers, huh? And I said, yeah. He goes, man, we hated playing them. <laughs> I wonder he how said, much. He said, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I wonder how much money that made Paul Molitor in the offseason. But go on. Yeah, no kidding, you know, because he left and then they won again in 93 and he was the World Series MVP. But Cito just had seen enough of the Brewers stealing them blind and uh, he he thought they were the toughest team they played that year. And so uh, that team, too bad there wasn't a wild card back then because uh, that, that team just played a, a very exciting game. Pat Listash, you know, people forgot how good he was. He hurt his knee like the next year and was never the same again. But th- that kid could play. He's a really good shortstop. He wasn't even supposed to be on the team, but I think uh, Bill Spires got hurt in spring training or something. But uh, 
just a a very very overachieving team. And I tell you what, one thing, you know why they stick out in my mind, guys? For the next twelve years, we're losing seasons. I mean, we went a long time without seeing good things. No, baseball I know. Again. No, I know. You know, what? You know that um, th- it's funny. This this uh, in December, it'll be thirty years that. Uh, on a December night that Paul Molitor, I went to bed that night. Paul Molitor was a Brewers. I think they might have offered him arbitration or whatever. Tommy, you would know the story. Yeah, and the next morning yeah. I got up and he was a Toronto Blue Jay. What? What? Yeah. Did, how did that whole thing the, happen? Yeah, that was at the winter. I think I was at the winter meetings in Louisville. Um, they were at a hotel called the Galt House. We always, we've, all of us have been trying ever since to redeem our Galt House points. And they just, <laughs> they never... <laughs> Barry, I failed to recognize them. So, um, so yeah, but the the brewer, you know, the the Blue Jays just blew the Brewers out of the war with a huge offer. But to keep draft pick compensation, they offered him arbitration at the last minute. It was kind of a show, just a show thing. And you, you guys might have a different take on that, but. I felt there was a lot of misplaced anger towards Molitor by Brewers fans for a while. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, they eventually kissed and made up, and he got his number retired. And I think he's more one of the more you know he's a brewer in the Hall of Fame, you know. So, uh, so but but that was tough, and it was kind of the beginning of the end. You know, then we had a terrible strike in ninety four, ninety five, and that's a good way to segue to where we are today because we had not had a labor stoppage since then until now. And I know you guys want to talk about it. I saw the. Uh, it, it just has been reported that they're going. The sides are going to meet again tomorrow, and it sure would be nice if they would do some actual back and forth negotiating instead of whoever's turn it is to uh, counter. And I believe it's the players now uh, inching forward like a snail. The other side turning their nose up, and then everybody goes their own separate ways. That's the way the sessions have gone so far, and I do not call that bargaining. You know, there just doesn't seem to be any urgency, Tom. Well, there's not, and it's in. You have to ask yourself why that is, and this has become a self fulfilling prophecy. When they did the lockout on December second, everybody said, "Well, we won't start spring training on time." Well, why the heck did we know then that we weren't going to? Why did we know on? De- well, I think they went the next forty two days without talking. Um, so they made it into a self fulfilling prophecy. It's like they. Don't want to start spring training on time. You know, the players have never liked six weeks down there. Um, they think it's too long. And the first 10 days of PFE, pitchers fielding practice, is about pretty pretty much akin to watching corn dry. I mixed my metaphors there. Paint, it, it's like paint dry or corn growing, not corn dry. Sure. So, Maybe corn growing too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But um, but uh, it's like uh, you know, and the payer, the players aren't paid in spring training, and the owners don't really start making money till the regular season. There's a little bit of money to be made in exhibition games, but you know, I tweeted a little while ago. I've been hearing some from some friends in Arizona who are with, who are saying, "Well, Tom, it kind of sucks that you'll never get to go to spring training again because you're retiring and they're not having it on time." And I said, "Don't feel sorry for me." Feel sorry for all the people in Arizona and Florida whose livelihood greatly depends on, you know, making money during these six weeks of spring training, who are sitting there with camps empty today wondering when these guys are going to show up. All of a sudden, you're going to have your summers free. What on earth are you going to do with all your time? 
Well, I got two dachshunds that I'm going to try to walk a little bit. I'm, I'm moving to Williamsburg, Virginia. So, you know, I may start a second career as a colonial reenactor. If they can suit me, if they can fit me with one of those triangular hats and the vest and long coat, <laughs> I just made, you know. Because I don't know if you guys have ever been to Colonial Williamsburg, but they're all dressed in the colonial garb. You go, it's like going back into the 1600s uh, and 1700s. You know, it's it's really cool. And William and Mary College is there too. Maybe I'll, you know, sit in. Maybe I'll sit in on my first ever journalism course because I didn't go to journalism school, and people said, "Yeah, we we can tell." <laughs> 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 or maybe you can cover the tribe. I know you always uh, appreciate a covered Whitewater uh, football when they went to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. William, you know, William and Mary's a heck of a school academically, and they they compete on that. What's that? Is it subdivision level? The one like one below the football uh, championship? So yeah. FCS basketball's division yeah. one, but football is yeah. you were saying, though, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so it's you know small town America. It's only seventeen thousand people. I grew up in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Which is more in the central part of the state than the, you know, the biggest city in the state. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to miss it because you know, it has. You know, let's see what happens when they start playing games, and I'm not there. You know, but uh, you know, you got to go sometime. Um, this was a, a good opportunity. Uh, to, we found a home in, in ways we really like, and shockingly, they took our offer and forced us to move. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what's going on on the housing market now, but it's not a very it's good time. It is. Chuck just Why? built a house. Just built a house. It was nuts. Yeah, overpaid. Well, it's, <laughs> it's the only way to get one is yeah. to build one. You, no. can, you know, so so I'm looking for it with great glee to be on the selling end of this house thing <laughs> as we put ours on the market because it's it is fierce out there what i what i thought was incredible tom and for most of your career you covered the brewers by yourself and then you know later he had tom rosiak help you todd rosiak help you and you guys both kind of shared the beat there but i mean there was years and years where you, you worked every day and that's a between travel and all that that's that's a heck of a beat to do it for a one person job. All right. Well, let's not slight. You know, my first partner was your guy Drew also there. You know, in the Ooh. papers. Oh, that's first. right. You're okay. You're right. Ooh. You're right. You're right. He did. Yes, <laughs> Drew did. That's right. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to like him barking at me. By, you know, <laughs> I, th- I thought though when he did it, he was doing the beat, and then you were doing more of the national stuff, weren't you, for a while? Well, yeah, yeah, and that's kind of the way it went. Then I left. Um, to go to New York for a couple of years. My wife got a great job there, and then 9-11 kind of sunk her company, and we ended up coming back. And I got demoted from uh, captain to corporal and was back, uh, you know, more of a, on an even basis. But Drew and, I worked together for, Drew and I worked together for a long time. But, yeah, those were – so it was so weird back then. when it was, And it was me – like I said, me and Tom Flaherty against each other for a while – and, you know, the journal had the Sunday paper. It's very, very unusual for the afternoon paper to have the Sunday paper. It's almost always the morning paper. So I would be on the road uh, with the team by myself. And on Saturday games, I'm going with no Sunday paper. 
my dilemma, and especially depending on the city, if it was a great city, do I go have fun or do I go watch a game that I'm not even covering? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's some great cities around Major League Baseball, yeah. too. But the good news is you get to visit them all now because you'll have all this time on your hands. The bad news for us is that you won't be on the Brewers beat anymore, but you are leaving at the top of your game. Tom Hodricourt, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us here on the Drew and KB Show. Enjoy your retirement, Tom. God knows you've earned it. Uh, we're going to miss you, though. Thanks. I appreciate it, guys. I met a 35-year-old guy the other day. He said, I'm the only writer he's ever known. And I said, that scares me. <laughs> Tom, safe travels to Virginia. Hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up with you again down the road. All right. You guys take care. You Thanks, too. Tom. There he goes. Tom Hodercourt. Man, I'm going to miss his writing. Miss him on the radio, too. He's well, been so kind to us over the years. He did such a great job. I mean, to hold that job. And like I said, that's a... That's a tough job when he did it by himself and going from city to city. I mean, because, you know, you're covering a game at night, then you got to get on a plane the next morning, make sure. And then especially through the social media area, you got to, I mean, you got to have your phone on 24 7. You can't miss a story. It's a tough, that's a tough job, man. Yeah. That's a tough, you got to be on top of things. Yeah. And he can talk baseball and other stuff yeah. all day long with us as well. Sometimes you just hate the confines of a, of a radio clock. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we do have to break. We've got the quick trip take of the day coming up. Next, as we wrap up shop uh, here for this Wednesday, the Drew and KB Show. I'm Doug. He's Chuck. Stay with us. If we Here on the Drew and KB Show without Drew or KB. They'll be back on Monday. Actually, they'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. from Mexico. Sunburn Bowl 3. I wonder how sunburned they are down there. I wonder who's got the most red skin on them right now from the uh, from the sun. God, when I hear Sun Bowl, Sunburn Bowl. Sunburn Bowl, yeah. Sunburn Bowl, I just think warm. I, get, I just like, man, that'd be good right about now. I don't care if I had a sunburn down there or not. Just to be in that warm area down there. The warm water, the beautiful golf courses. Oh, yeah. 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 You'd be out there with Zabe golfing. Oh, absolutely. I'd be all in on that. But um, when are they coming? Are they staying through the weekend? I think they're coming back on Saturday. Okay. They're coming back on Saturday. Time now for our quick trip, quick take of the day. It's brought to you by Quick Trip. If you need something for dinner tonight, don't cook. Stop by your local Quick Trip and pick up a freshly prepared and absolutely delicious take-home meal. I did that last night. I went to Quick Trip last night because I had the uh, two-hour break in mm-hmm. between the end of our show and the start of the Badgers game. So I went with the fettuccine Alfredo, if I can speak, the fettuccine Alfredo and the grilled chicken. You just take it in, you heat it up, you're good to go. Yeah, there you go. It's all good to go. It's great. They also have the spicy chicken penne, which I almost got. Meatloaf with mashed potatoes, as we mentioned last night. Not much of a meatloaf guy. That's just not not my bag. Spaghetti and meatballs. I haven't had, but that's next on the list. Did you grab some dessert? Did you grab one of their brownies? Did you grab? I one grabbed of their, one of those, one of their uh, the the rice krispies treats with the with peanut the butter chocolate on oh, top. Oh, there you go, yeah. bingo! Six hundred fifty calories. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I that's why that I had the now. Impossible Burger today, which is my takeaway of the day. Apparently, I ate that for no reason. Because someone said the yeah. calories are just as much as the yeah. okay yeah. Uh, yeah. I learned my takeaways. I learned what the Impossible Burger was today. <laughs> Okay, and that the Impossible Burger. See, I thought the Impossible Burger on the surface was. My first thought was it's something that it's impossible to eat because it's so big. But you're telling me 
it's not a burger. It's a healthy burger. Yeah. Apparently, it's not that healthy. Yes. So. Which, that's disappointing for me. That's what I learned. Mm. Uh, back to the talk and text line in the last couple of seconds of the show. We were talking about restaurants that we miss. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Dan in Janesville says there's still a prime quarter in Janesville as well. Uh, let's see. Paula Muskego misses Shakey's. Remember Shakey's oh, Pizza? Love yeah. Shakey's Pizza. Yeah, there was one on Loomis Road. There was one in West Dallas. Mm-hmm. I think in one of, there might have been one on Highway 18 in Waukesha. Yeah. Country Kitchen, Ponderosa from the 414. Oh, bingo. I think there's a No, there's still a Ponderosa in Hartford, Doug. Is there? Yep. Okay. Uh, Barnaby's on Port Road. Oh, Barnaby's. Yes, there was one at 27th Street, too. Okay. It's a Chinese restaurant now. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Old Country Buffet. There's one called The Left Guard, according to... Fuzzy Thurston's Left Guard. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Rotman Bob. At, there uh, you go. I think it was at the Midway Motor Lodge. That's right. Yeah. Ah, the Midway Motor Lodge. Stay there many a night. Yeah, and many then the Left night. Guard, they had the good, good brunches. Yeah. All right. We'll do it again tomorrow. How about that? All right, Doug. We'll back at 3 o'clock tomorrow for Drew and KB. I'm Doug. He's Chuck. Have a great night, everybody. Go out to the places you will.